0: Yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the World Podcast, presented by DJ City. This is the special Miami edition. We're here in MIA, um, and we got yo, myself, DJ Crooked. We have DJ Never. Yo, what up? We've got DJ D-Miles. Yo, yo, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yep. And we got two of my special, my, my homies over here. We got store owner, DJ, tastemaker, Mr. Dizza in the building. And we What's got up? the homie Raúl, the Miami Connect. What and up? What up? What's good, fellas? Thank What's you for coming up? through.
1: Thank you for having us. What's up, man?
0: You you guys are like two of my favorite people. You know oh, what man. I'm saying? I'm glad I got be- you. I I'm I've your, been meaning to have you guys here.
2: You know? I know. I I literally always tell people, damn, I wish Crooked would come more.
0: Yeah. Hey, we'll pause. pause. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, wait, 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 wait. This will became one of my favorite people yeah. today, bro. <laughs> Respect. Uh, what do you call it? you guys had? Uh, Well, you guys still have the Peach Fuzz party, which is like one of my favorite parties. I would would come to Miami, I would literally DJ till like 2.33 a.m. And then I would run over from South Beach to the Peach Fuzz party. To catch Grand Central, yeah respect literally to catch whatever was 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 left left of the party (laughs) after three a.m. Yeah, I
2: remember sometimes. Like, I I I think one time I saw you walk in
0: like you were like the last dude. Yeah, yeah,
2: (laughs) just like walking into the party. I was coming in and it was like kind
0: of ending, and it was just just, like it was like those are good times though. I mean, the Peach Fuzz for those who don't know in Miami or outside of Miami, what that party was. It was like a throwback. It was a mix of like just throwback hip hop r&b it was like good music kind
2: of yeah i would say it was just like it was like an r&b inspired party so like we i think i think when we started it there wasn't that many kind of like from a visual perspective there wasn't that many parties drawn like the art like the 2000s r&b kind of like imagery and so that's kind of what we were pushing the musically we were kind of all over the place but the the genre that tied it back was always R and B, you mm-hmm. know. So we were doing we started that in 2011. Yeah, and um, I mean we're still doing it
0: today. Like we're. I mean, you you guys were kind of a unicorn back then with that concept.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we. I mean, at least for me, I got inspired from like Bill's parties. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Spector. Well, yeah, yeah, as as well as um, you know, the rub. Yeah. You know, the do over. We kind of wanted to have like a, you know, Miami party. Right. Like, you know, when you go to LA, you know, it's like the do over, you know, go to New York, the rub. We want to be kind of like that to Miami at mm-hmm. least.
2: Yeah. And I think, I think at the time it was like a crossroad in, in clubbing too, right? Because like EDM was so big. Right. And house music in Miami is always, it's, it's always going to yeah, be it's always big. Been around, like, yeah. And it's cool. Miami has a true like house scene, you know? But, hip-hop was like not really the only kind of hip-hop parties that were happening at the time where like the massive ones like live on sunday and like the big kind of like rap parties on the beach and then like on our side it was more like 90s hip-hop stuff you know and i i mean i love like that's the the first parties i DJed were like the 90s hip-hop stuff and i obviously love that but i think i realized that it was maybe an opportunity for us to like grow and get into something new before somebody else does Mm -hmm. it's like a time and place thing you know so yeah at the time a lot of places like wouldn't even let you play rap you know like or would tell you to not play it for too long or like when you did play like someone like i don't know like 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 ja rule songs you were like what the fuck is this shit Mm -hmm. you know so it was kind of like for us it was like a a perfect time and place situation where like a new generation people were going to the clubs like downtown like The cool kids that were coming out, it was like kind of like the DFA Records era and like all kind of like, you know, all like that New York kind of like indie shit Mm -hmm. was being phased out. Like those people were getting old. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a new generation of kids that were like into cool shit, but wanted to party too, you know, and that's kind of our crowd. We were we were grabbing a little from the old older crowd that would go to all Raul's like bars and shit, you Mm -hmm. know. One bar, <laughs> one bar, but like his part and all the stuff he was involved in, and then and then kind of like also grabbing a new generation of kids between me and this other uh girl who used to be our host, Ashley yeah, yeah. Outrageous, and she would like help us, you know, it was cool, honestly. It was it was a really like at the time, it was like a really important time and place thing in miami yeah and then it kind of just grew into its own thing and now well the
0: branding of it was so great like the flyers were awesome it would be like throwbacks
2: yeah i mean
3: i think we all had like our own like our jobs at peach fuzz like yeah adrian was like the dj i was kind of more like the promoter Uh and press did all the artwork and whatnot but we all
2: we were all promoters at the end of the day
3: just i was more the one you know like (laughs) being at the
2: door yeah, Press's job was to design and create a vibe for the party, you know. Right. So he uh, Yeah, Press honestly Press is like a design genius yeah. beyond just like Peach Fuzz. Out like, to Press. Yeah, shout Out to Press. Shout out to Prez. He's
0: done like And he's actually involved in your skate shop, Andrew, yeah, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. He, he, he does all the designs?
2: He yeah, it, I mean, he does like 95% of them. You yeah. know, sometimes sometimes he'll, like some of the kids will pitch in, but it's mainly just him and like his his design vision and references for everything that we do is, like, his brain, you know? Yeah. And so some of the kids that will help him out are are doing that with that in mind as well. But Press is, like, you know, Press did the last N.E.R.D. album cover. He's done, like, the Miley Cyrus, he, Cyrus tour book. Like, yeah. uh, he no, did he, the album, too. He also did the album cover. That's true. Yeah. He did, like, mm. the the terry richardson book back in the day for oh wow and he he's just doing like a lot of shit you know yeah, yeah. Um, ross's
3: rap page um, yeah he did the
2: rap, rap tease book for ross for ross one so yeah, yeah he's just kind of like just takes forever what's his at do you know his at press rodriguez, press rodriguez. He's, he's just it, a yeah. very visual he's a smart guy he has so he's so much he's into so many things super humble too when I have met him yeah, yeah. Somewhat, is he somewhat, from yeah. Miami also? <laughs> he's is he, is yeah, from he was from me he, I don't know if he was actually born here but he was like, born in Minnesota he was actually. born in Minnesota that's true but yeah. his, his he's a Cuban like he's a straight Cuban like mm-hmm. you know Cubans just found a way to get to America but they always eventually just come back here
1: dude no. they got, you got to know. Minnesota that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. The, yeah I mean the people took I mean
2: uh, honestly a lot of people went to Vegas but Vegas is so warm that people just stayed there so there's cubans in vegas that's oh, like yeah, there's a lot, actually a lot yeah. of dealers yeah
3: a lot of car dealers i guess that were you know in the casinos in havana yeah came to when, vegas yeah when Castro took over they like left and started oh, really working. yeah, yeah. i remember been, one time meeting some a, a dude and like an older dude and he was uh, the dealer he's like yeah I used to work in the in havana
0: yeah i mean they're, they're like in the past what when did obama like like, free up Cuba or like... Decline. Well, he opened <laughs> well, up well, the... Yeah, he, he opened, opened, the door, he opened door, up right? the trade, <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> yeah. That
2: was like 2000... He, yeah, was that, that 18, was like 2013. Say? But then he also, his last action was to remove... Restrictions. restrictions. Wet foot, dry foot, which is this law that the moment that a Cuban would come into America, mm-hmm. they would have a right to residency. Mm-hmm. So all these Cubans would come to America yeah. and basically be instantly... Citizens. Yeah, they like, well, not citizens, but resident. Like, their, okay. their path to residency and therefore citizenship was like, you know? Yeah. Versus, which is fucked up in comparison to like all the other countries in the area had to go the proper channels and shit. Right, right. I mean, I'm Cuban. My my, my mom's Cuban. Yeah. But yeah, press is, press is Cuban, was in Minnesota, but then ended up like all Cubans coming to Miami, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Because it was like a when Obama opened up the floodgates and there was like every, like, uh, the strip clubs in in Las Vegas.
1: It had Mac Cubans had mad Cuba. crazy <laughs> Cuban dances oh, no, start coming the, out? I don't.
3: I don't think it was a. I think he yeah. opened the gates he opened more on d- like on yeah, the trade where yeah. you, like I actually went to Havana. Oh yeah, yeah. And like 2018, the beginning. Of so the one had nothing to do with the other. I don't think no, so. No. I think there's just
2: always. <laughs> I think the <laughs> Westport drive nah, nah, just, just a nah, one. It, <laughs> nah, it, it was a crazy. I've never seen as
4: many Cuban women in strip clubs in the last few years. Maybe, maybe, maybe
2: strip clubs closed down here and they all went there because here is
4: all Cuban strippers, right? Well, not all,
2: but there's a lot of Cubans, Venezuelans. Well, as Colombians, yeah, yeah, and then like Russians, or whatever. Yeah. But I Russia mean, the real floodgates were opened in the late seventies, early eighties, with the Mariel stuff, where like basically. Castro was like, are like, you know, I'm gonna release all the prisoners."
3: No, I mean, yes, he was.
2: He was basically this is like the worst history. I mean, I'm
1: about to say, that's what I (laughs) said.
0: No, no,
5: exactly like me. I'm about to say, like, like a Scarface. No, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Raul
2: was like 30 when it happened, so he knows. (laughs)
5: Look, I'm telling you, like my twin. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, no, Raul, no. Axel yeah. probably knows better. Than me,
3: he yeah. basically like opened like, "Hey, if you want to go to America, yeah, you could." And you know, also he's like, "Well, you know, let me empty up some of the prisons, you know, you know, get rid of you know certain people and whatnot." Mm-hmm. And but it wasn't just you know, yeah, no, you know. but
2: I, amongst everybody, also that, I was making it sensational, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm on a podcast, was, you know? yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> but something must have happened no
2: like. the 80s was the, f- the first wave of cubans came in 59 during, during the revolution in 59 yeah. yeah and then the second wave was really came in the, the 70s in and 80s yeah, yeah.
3: Well, the 80s was when the yeah
2: and so that's really when the influx of and and you could tell there's a big in miami there's usually a wealth discrepancy between those that came in the 50s and those that came in the 80s. Because in the 50s, most a lot of those that came were able to find their footing. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring in some of the companies that they had over there. And come into Miami and sort of like, you know. So start, a lot of the established new. business owners in yeah. Cuba mm-hmm. came over
0: here. And yeah. yeah.
2: And, that, and then in the 80s, it was more like shit had already started happening in Miami. Mm-hmm. So it, not that it was hard. But it, it was definitely like, you know. There's just a generation. Like the Cubans that came from the 50s and 60s they live in the nicer areas of miami like Mm -hmm. Westchester and you know and and south miami and whatever the cubans that came in the 70s and 80s they're more like in the what's considered like where i'm from the the, the poor areas like hialeah and and um and kendall and all sorts of like different areas in the city that are like a little more low income that are it's, now nice it's
0: it's like middle class really like working yeah, middle class is the, but is there like kind of like a, a tension between the no, classes no, and the no, generations no, a no, not necessarily no, no. no. cubans
2: no. cubans cubans are yeah they're the same
3: no but like in 1980 mariel was like he opened it up as like hey if you want if you're not happy with you know in cuba yeah you could leave so, you know, yeah, people bad, like, people, bad people mad people bounce. it uh, was like it was like 100 <laughs> yeah. like 100 and something like I think it was 140 125,000. Yeah, it was a lot. Wow. It was a lot.
2: Mm. But yeah, my mo- my mom actually came like just before Marielle. But you're half French, right? Yeah, well my, my Armenian my, too. So, <laughs> my America. mom is Cuban, but my dad is Lebanese Armenian. So, you know, like the genocide happened in the early like the ni- early 20th century. And everybody either spread to like Lebanon or Egypt or Australia, Argentina or L.A., I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my dad went to Lebanon and then there was a war there in the 70s. So he moved to France,
3: 70s and 80s.
2: Yeah. But he left to France in the 70s. Oh, wow. And it was the Arab Christian War. Yeah. And so so he moved to the seven. he, He moved to Paris and my mom also moved to France when she was 18 that's where they had. And me. they linked up. cuz you speak yeah. French and shit, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's my first you was, language. You was well, born in France? I was born right? in Yeah,
2: yeah I, I was I lived in Paris probably like 11 years in total, 11. I lived in France 11 12 years total. And then I'm 29, so I lived the other 17 here.
0: And then you would, oh, you just bounced back and forth?
2: Yeah, I moved here when I was 6 to Little Havana, and then I moved back when I was 12 to France. Mm-hmm. Then back when I was 14, and then back to France when I was 16. And then finally I moved back here uh, when I was like
0: 18, 19. And then that's when you started DJing or what? Like, yeah. How did you get into DJing?
2: I, I was just like a music guy. Like, yeah. I, I think when I moved to France when I was 16, it was really tough for me. Because when you're 16, that's like when you have all your friends and shit. Like here mm-hmm. I was going to like, I was finally getting into culture and shit. Like I was going to punk rock shows and hardcore shows and I was getting really into hip hop. And then I moved to France and I actually moved to Toulouse, which is like in the southwest of France. It's like the fifth biggest city in France. It's not like a like a like a small little town or anything, but it was definitely kind of lonely, you know. So all I really did was listen to music like all the time.
3: Well, your uncle. Yeah, my
2: uncle was super into music and he also had a collection that he gave me. So I had, like, records, and that's kind of how I got into, like, records and stuff, like, going to record shops and shit. But really, when you boil it down, it's because I was mad lonely. <laughs> so I listened to <laughs> a Trust lot. The loneliness, man. What was you
4: listening to back
2: Dude, like... I mean, that's sort of how
3: me and Adrian met, you know, just talking. Like, you know, I met him, like, when I used to run a bar... And he used to come in and hang out. He wasn't even twenty one, and and I started yeah, I talking like to him, and he's like, I was like, kind of just kind of blown away by his knowledge of music, because mm-hmm. you know it's like a
2: eighteen. I think it was how old were you? Like seventeen, eighteen when I met you? Like I think like seven. It was I think you met me like when I had just come oh, back, but I 18, hadn't moved then 18 yet. Or 19. Yeah. 18
3: and, and like one and i was just talking to him and i'm like dude this dude's music knowledge is amazing you know for some kid at 18 that knows about like kmd and yeah, yeah. and you know just like 90s hip-hop you know it's like i was like p rock and seal smooth gang and i was like yo dude what are you doing you know what i mean
2: what i was doing was reading forums like it's it's not a cool story at all. I was just <laughs> on the internet. A what lot, forms you know? were you? I just I don't even I couldn't even tell you now, but I was just on. Were you
0: on the um what do you call it, the holler holler board? Nah, None? that was
2: like before my time. <laughs> okay, of. okay. But I was also never really like I never really got cool. I, I kind of lurked it at the end, but I was that was never really my scene. Like I kind of missed that, that whole shit. Yeah, yeah. And but I I really listened to like. Like, I was on a lot of hardcore forums, like punk rock, hardcore forums. I think that's also another thing that
3: we have in common is, like, I also grew up in, like, punk and hardcore. Yeah. So, it was just, like, you know, this kid listens to hip-hop, also, you know, came from a punk rock background, you know? So, it was, like, oh, okay. it's like, a cool kid, you know? That was
2: already, like, I'm, like, what's, how old are you now? I'm 29. You're already, like, 40. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: nah, Raúl. Raúl. Raul, I think. I think Raúl like was like late thirties. Yeah, late thirties when he met me. Yeah, it was like a fifty. Nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, like, me. You're like I'm. I'm, I'm forty five. So you're sixteen years older than me. Yeah. So yeah. I, when I so met think you, it was about like it, 19. when Raúl was eighteen, I wasn't even born.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: no that's not true when I was 18 I was two three
3: two three. two yeah so you know it's just like talking and I was just again I said I was blown away but I'm like why why you he used to DJ at this place called Purdy Lounge that,
2: yeah, that was your first so, residency yeah that's kind of so like when I was like 16 I you know I listened to like when I moved to France I ended up just getting into re- like really into hip hop like I transitioned away from like punk rock and like kind of like indie music more like into hip hop I guess and um and that's and so I so when I first got to Miami, um, I met this dude DJ K Razor, <clears throat> who's the shit, like one of the coolest fucking dudes ever. And uh, he he kind of put me on, like he helped me he helped me a lot, and he put me in touch with this dude Joel, um, who used to throw this party at Purdy Lounge, which is like a legendary. At the time was like a legendary spot. Like, he like Sunday it. nights. It was like yeah. the Sunday
3: night, kind of like the skater slash yeah. Yeah. It used to be downtown called, kid used to go hang out there on Sunday nights. It so, was cool. It was called Chocolate
2: Sundays. Yeah, I was going to say Chocolate yeah. Sundays. And yeah. that's that's so like, I wanted to go one night because somebody was performing. I, I Maybe it was like, Mayor Hawthorne or something like some
0: <laughs> fucking nerdy shit, you know. And you were <laughs> eighteen at this time. I was eighteen. Wow, was it like okay with like to let eighteen year olds in your bar? And no, you no, like no that? not in my bar. It <laughs> wasn't his bar. It <laughs> no, wasn't nah. his bar. And the bar
2: I went to was definitely not into it. Yeah, like I had a lot of problems with that bar at first, but
3: well, I mean, because you could be eighteen and inside a club if you're working, and he was working, so yeah, you know,
2: but. Oh. I mean, the manager hated me. Yo. Like, I remember the first night. So the first, so Joel was like, "Oh, he's 18. Like, why does not he just open?" You know. And yeah. the story is funny because, like, I was 18. I had never been to like a club club before. You know. I was just kind of like, "This is my like, you know." So he's like, "Yo, show up at 9:45. T- at <laughs> like, don't be late." I'm like, "Fuck, all right, cool." So I'm getting to the spot. It's 9:37. I can't find parking. Right at the time, my grandma's like, my grandma had a handicap sign. So I, I always gave her shit for it, even though she needed it. But I always gave her shit about it, like, "Oh, you can park right." there. So I was like, "Fuck, there's no parking." Like, I've never been to a club, so I'm thinking it's packed in there, you know? Like, yeah. I, like shit, I'm I'm a fuck up, and you know, be like, people were gonna be in there without music, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't really, you know. So I'm 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 you like, didn't you know, know they what? we're having pre-shift meetings. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'm like, you know what? Like, let me just park in the handicap spot with my grandma's handicap sign. So I go into the spot, I park in there, <laughs> I go into the spot, I end up meeting this dude Poncho, uh, DJ Movers, he's like, he's a Miami OG too, and he's actually one of the first guys who, who also helped me out in the DJ mm-hmm. game, and he was, he was like the resident there. So we're just talking, and he's just, whatever, I, I DJ, I probably was really bad, and, at the, and I just stayed there the whole night, I just like stayed there the whole night, like had mad fun, was there till like 4 in the morning, a ton yeah. of my friends came. And then at four, you know, I, school, this was in August, school, liter, like university literally started the next day, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, my class was in like four hours. So I get in my car and I'm, I'm starting to drive and I notice this cop is pulling up behind me and I'm like, oh, shit, am I speeding or something <laughs> like, oh, he probably thinks I'm drunk. He probably thinks I'm drunk. So he pulls me over gets me out of the car has me do like all the 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 alcohol sobriety tests tests, but i'm sober you know i I have i i'm not like i don't don't go to a or anything but i just i I never i don't drink or smoke or do anything right yeah so i do all that shit, and then finally he like puts my hand against the car he's like you're being arrested i'm like yo for what he's like oh parking of the handicap signs a third degree misdemeanor like i'm taking you a first degree misdemeanor i'm taking you to jail or whatever for the night so i went to jail for the night for thinking that nine forty five, i was gonna be late at the club okay. little now i won't even take a, a slot <laughs> like you know you have to fucking that was that, out. that was your
0: opportunity at the time that was my know?
2: opportunity so i was super hyped you know but it, i didn't know that was illegal but even though. with, yeah, with the legal, handicap right? sign yeah i thought it was just a fine dude florida's different bro and it's actually fraudulent use of the handicap sign is the 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 bad one because if you have somebody else's handicap sign and you're using it to park yeah it's like, I mean, theoretically, I should have just gotten a fine, but this dude was on one, you know, and it's Florida, so. Yeah.
5: He's been like, "Yeah, my grandma parked, then she left."
2: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> he knew it was my grandma's because it
0: says Maria Thomas, and I'm not fucking Maria Thomas. I didn't know that was. You're saying it's it's a it's it's iller in fucking Florida to do that because I, I. I saw mean, that I saw motherfuckers do that in Vegas all the time. Misdemeanors,
2: you, know? it, you could it's like rights for the night in jail. Yeah, you know. So
0: if the cop, so really you got wants like a little to, record still, is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've never I've never got a job interview so I tell you, you know? No
5: background uh, checks. Yeah. I we yeah. actually
0: met in what was that spot in Hollywood? Passions. Pangea.
5: Passions. No, no, so no, no was it was it Pangea, Pangea pre passion. It, it was Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, I remember
2: right? the owner used to come and ask us to play Pearl Jam. Remember he used to look like Tarzan? Yeah, he had, like the long hair. He was so kind of buff, man. So
0: I would it was a casino, right?
2: Yeah, the the hard rock.
0: The hard rock casino, I would get flown in there to DJ mm-hmm. and uh Dizzle was the the resident over there. Yeah, so, yeah.
3: so like, what happened was um, my friend called and he's like, hey, we need a DJ. Do you know anyone who wants to open? And I'm like, get Adrian. Yeah. So Adrian went, DJed, and they liked him, and he got his job there. And that was kind of, like, I think helped him a lot because it made him, like, have to DJ to, like, a, you know, top 40 crowd.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And then you heard, like, a lot of, yeah, like a, lot a lot of, lot of you of guys. Everybody, yeah. like, a lot of you guys. Yeah, you, five,
2: or yeah. who else? Ro- I mean, Ross i think like i think like reach used to because i think they used too. to have a scam, scam dude oh, yeah. Right? yeah they had yeah. like a scam deal like it, like it was like sujit scammed somebody to like <laughs> give them the saturdays and all you guys are coming in yeah. you know <laughs> that but doesn't sound exactly like i mean they i'm sure i'm sure they smart. catch you know they, <laughs> they, they paid you well they did honestly it was a different time in djing as you know like guys like you would come in and do a really good job and make the club more money Mm-hmm. You know, so in a way, it worked for everybody.
3: No, but it it definitely helped you. Oh, your for chops. sure. Yeah, yeah. Like he got so much
2: better. Cause like cause, you were there how long? Like two years? Yeah. Th- I'm damn. Like yeah. Like dudes were to show up. Was that your first residency? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess Chocolate Sundays was my first residency. Mm-hmm. But that was like so my you kept, f- you kept doing Chocolate Sundays after you got out of jail, dude. I mean, I did Chocolate <laughs> Sundays. Yo, honestly, I did Chocolate Sundays for free for like a year and a half. Just like DJ, then they
3: started paying you know. fifty dollars.
2: Yeah, honestly, like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's the truth. But I, I was they, they cool overpaid, it. It, man. Just, just totally. <laughs> I mean, when I it's funny because when I like taught when I ask kids if they want to open, yeah, now for like p- parties, like good ass parties and shit too. You know, it's like a whole fucking battle over like two hundred bucks, and it's just like, dude, some dudes in New York DJ the whole night for two hundred dollars. You yeah. know, like. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever, it's no shaming. You know, it is what it is. But I remember I used to DJ that party for free for a long time. I used to DJ Raul's bar for like 50 bucks. And then... No. He's right. There. Bucks. It's <laughs> like I, I at least gave you a hundred dollars. <laughs> at least double. double. Well, we were roommates, so maybe that's why at one point Raul and I were roommates. You <laughs> knew he had to, he, he had to come up with the rent when you there. <laughs> yeah. <announce. laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna give you two hundred this. <laughs> I way. used to eat grilled cheese every day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I used to have that residency and then we had our shit at the Hard Rock, which you would come and do all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool meeting you guys because I think I think for me it opened me to another world that i didn't really know like existed like that like i only at the time i only really thought that djing was like these cool parties that paid you 50 to 100 bucks like mm-hmm. i had a job and i was going to school like mm-hmm. and i wasn't planning on dropping out like i did but i, I was, that was just what i knew to be djing like i didn't think people like made money off of it you know yeah, yeah. and really like watching all you guys come in there and probably get a fat check was like oh damn like, you know, they pay me like 200 bucks every week to oh, go really? open, you know?
0: And then Hollywood is like, what is it? Like an hour drive, 45 nah, minutes? No, it's, no, like, it's t- like 25, 25 like, 30. 30. Yeah, like 30 minutes. 30 minutes from Miami? Yeah. they just yeah. Re- They just, yeah, yeah, they 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 just did. did.
2: And my friend actually Sean, that I met through DJing there all the time, this dude, Sean, who's like a Shout great out. guy. Yeah. Um, His family used to own clubs in AC and they moved down here and they opened that club Passion, which was next to Pangea. Now there's a club in there called Dare. I DJ the opening actually like night with oh, five. Dope. Yeah, me and oh, five. Yeah?
0: Oh, dope. Oh, yeah,
4: I did see you was is there. Is it like. the same owner? It is the same owners. Oh,
2: but, wow. but, but the Hard Rock's involved now too. Okay. So I know that the Hard Rock, like I know that they probably, I think they like named the club and they're working really hard with like getting it open in
0: other places. Is Tarzan still involved? Who <laughs> nah, is that? He's not in that club, different club. <laughs> he's in. But you know camp?
2: what's crazy about yeah. Tarzan? He's a lawyer. And apparently he was a good one until he obviously got disbarred. For being a racist? Nah. <laughs> it's America. Nobody gets this bar for being racist. <laughs> it was really weird. Like it, was like the, or something. it was like the one of all times. Remember, he yeah. used to always like, yo, play with some Pearl Jam. Yo, remember? he used to come up. Yo, you it was a like Pearl maybe, Jam, right? Yo, he used to come up like dead ass right before, Middle of the night. Right before someone would go on. He's like, yo, I know Mauricio's not going to play it, so play it for me. Soundgarden. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like, Soundgarden? He's like, Yes. Soundgarden. I thought it was Pearl Jam. Same shit. Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. It's like <laughs> same, you know. He. But yeah, it was Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. And like, what is it? Temple of the Dog? Like all those like, you know, like grunge bands from Seattle and shit. He, I think he was from Seattle. And so, yeah, he would make me like literally would go from like Missy Elliott, Lose Control to fucking <laughs> Jeremy. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. fucking shit. He, <laughs> so, I remember
0: he used to come up to me like when I would, when I spin over there and he would just mm-hmm. be like yo let's take the, this hood shit
1: off yeah he, would yeah, he said hood shit chill. he said something nah, or he would, would say he some said. other shit. you oh, know yeah. what he said <laughs> he would play, he and would i remember
2: i remember him i remember like i remember him saying it once and being and i was just like dude i can't believe you just said that to yeah. me yeah and he was just like you know what i apologize <laughs> <laughs> <It was laughs> and just walk block. away but <laughs> i know he was not sorry at all you know yeah, yeah. but it's yo i'm telling you man it's like when you really think about it, that that almost it feels like just a totally different era. Like I feel like that was not the only place. Like that was just at the time, like EDM was just starting to blow up, mm-hmm. and the music was just so different. You know, like yeah, like that was just the norm in every fucking club. Like don't play black, don't play black music. Like don't wear hats.
0: Think and, about t- and even they would, you know. I remember when I came to Miami and I had a couple gigs. I would be told not to play reggaeton yeah you could not play reggaeton i mean we were just talking
2: about it the other day like reggaeton was like a huge no-no up until
0: like three years ago Mm -hmm. it really was just not okay and it was like snobby or bougie latinos who were like kind of shitting on it like we don't
1: we don't want that you know what latinos
2: latinos always were into it but there's two different kinds of latinos there's like the american latinos yeah or Latinx whatever Latinx Latinx
0: who, yeah who, like who um, let's be progressive yeah Latinx you know, yeah. who
2: were who were not into it because in the islands and in this in South America reggaeton was massive yeah like it was still the number one genre mm-hmm. but we in America just decided that this shit that sounds sort of just like dance hall was mm-hmm. super whack even though it kind of is tight you yeah. know like it's undeniably the rhythm of it. I is was cool, confused right because now. I
0: would do parties in like Washington Heights in New York. And it was like popping like Deggle. Yeah, was popping. Huge, I mean like huge. Dominicans and Puerto Ricans have always yeah. been on it you know and right. then I and when I was like looking forward to coming to Miami I was like "Yo, I yeah, can I'm gonna play, play this, this shit and they're like yo <laughs> you don't play this shit like we well, don't well I mean also
3: like the 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 clubs on the beach weren't really catering to Latin people yeah as well you know what I mean yeah. not you on know, South the, Beach yeah. yeah it was just like you know house hip-hop you know mm-hmm. reggaeton was in was sort of kind of looked down upon you know
0: it wasn't really. Like, I mean, there were obviously some like crossover. Yeah, hits. D- yeah, of yeah. course.
2: Like the Daddy Yankees. And, I mean, yeah, those were yeah. those were like time. Like Gasolina is probably the only one, you know. But like, yeah, you had to do like a like a, a like a five six song but it's reggaeton cr- set yeah, yeah. and then keep it moving. But bro. not even, bro. Like just mm-hmm. one, you know. No, now no, it's, cra- it's crazy. No, it's crazy, like, Adrian. Like I'm telling you. Okay, like, yeah, like, like, like yes, you're right. Maybe like oh, but but you can, or something. <laughs> You can now. You can now do like a fucking twenty song set. I mean, like and every drug. hour like every yeah, every like hour three times a night you yeah. know I mean, right now really
3: like in miami like the biggest clubs is is right now
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's the biggest genre i think uh, in this city anyway like if like people going to parties like the songs like bad bunnies what? or whatever is yeah, like uh-huh. the biggest fucking yeah. song like
4: that really slow one it's not that slow yeah, it's like
2: 89 bpm or something okay, i'm thinking about
4: something else but yeah
2: i mean yeah i don't know the, at that time yes but there is another slow one i think yeah. it's called like i, I forgot the name I don't, yeah. is there's just slow. so many artists now i just too, play right? them <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many artists right now right? yeah like, but they're all honestly the, the reggaeton guys are kind of good they're dope and they're they're mm-hmm. from a from a music, music. perspective yeah sonically it's, yeah. They're, it's, they're going it's a little like, more progressive i think than a lot of other genres mm-hmm. and like now Dembo, which has always been right. big in Miami and obviously huge in New York because it's like Dominican, is now getting big too. And you have dudes like uh, El Alfa, who's just like like, what, how he sounds to people who've never heard Dembo. Mm-hmm. It's like, like a like blast. I don't know blast. this. Did, can we, can we play this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. To yeah. this. What, what play, is
2: it called? Play El Alfa. El Alfa? Yeah. Like, like La mm-hmm. Romana or something. Okay. You know? Hold on. It's like this oh, kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so all these dudes are like just blowing up, you know. It's like crazy. El Alfa's been around for a while. He's like an OG, you know. At this point, like a like a younger OG. But the El General is like the first Dembo dude. I mean, I I, I you know I'm not s- crazy well versed in Dembo, but I'm pretty sure General is like. Boom, boom. Yeah, and actually crazy. You know, oh, El yeah. El General is Rufio's uncle. No. Yeah, well, that's right. He's Panamanian. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. So, hey, our boy Rufio, who's like a DJ, he produces for like uh, ASAP Ferg and, mm-hmm. and Post Malone, but he was also the drummer for TV on the Radio. His uncle is, yeah. who's like the OG. <laughs> Yeah, least, yeah. uh, Damn, that's your friend's uncle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Rufio. Shout
2: out to Rufio. He's doing really well. He's he's he used to be part of this crew called like Ninja Sonic, that was like a New York kind of like crew for a while, and then he did TV on the radio. But he's always like DJ'd for a while, and and now he's just like producing and doing his thing. You know. You say he produced for ASAP first
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The
2: the first single. Um. He's. D- what is it he, floor seats or something yeah he's done quite a
0: lot of songs he did that was like the best song on the album what's
2: yeah, yeah it's pretty good what's yeah. that song um it's all about the Motherfucking money that was yeah. that came out like a couple years ago the Troy Ave. Uh, Troy Ave. Uh, you got yeah. shot yeah. Yeah, he produced that song too. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Diddy was on that, right, or something. Everybody, Rick yeah. Ross Everybody had a really good payments. Payments. I Actually, like that song. Yeah. yeah,
2: the beat. I think I thought the beat. It reminds me of like some I don't know, like New York shit. Home oh, school New York shit. Yeah. When
0: when did reggaeton start hitting like all uh, like the clubs and start invading South Beach? A Jay Balvin. Jay balvin, yeah. Yeah.
2: anybody can claim anything else that's mm. him he's the guy who like really brought it mainstream like obviously that that uh justin bieber remix song despachito That's is huge yeah. but i mean jay balvin is like yeah colombians just brought it back right him yeah. nicky jam like yeah. maluma all those dudes were like i remember when i first i remember like i remember us having like traffic issues because of the arena because like, and I was like, "Who the, f- what the fuck is going on?" And I would see like Nicki Jam, like, "Who the, the fuck, fuck is this Nikki loser?" Yeah. Like, what? And, <laughs> this is and, and bad people. Theory, like, this is yeah, this is years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh shit, this dude's actually fucking." I'm I'm the loser. Like, this I'm this the loser. loser. <laughs> Sorry, Nicki Jam, yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> so and so and it, it, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just big now, and that's like the big awesome. kind of music that you yeah. play at the party. So like,
0: what would you say? Like almost three years ago. Yeah, yeah, like 2016, 15, well, 16. Like uh, 6
4: a.m. was popping, like that was J Balvin records. Yeah. Don't, don't you yeah. think
0: it's weird, like that gap where there was like almost. Yeah, no it was way. like the
3: first wave was like, like I guess maybe 2000, like 2004, 2004. Well,
2: nah, I honestly think it's racist.
0: Racism. Yeah. I it's race- like, fire. I, Racial. because it
2: makes no sense that it would continue to be so massive everywhere else. But America decided that this, well, not even, even in Miami, we all collectively decided that this shit was too, for lack of a better term, ghetto for us, yeah. mm-hmm. because we didn't want to be a part of it. And the the, the the crowds that would come to the parties are like, oh, I really wanna right. you really want to bring the reggaeton crowd? You really want to bring the dance hall crowd? And then it's not surprising that the last four or five years, it feels like the two biggest genres you know subgenres, i guess are reggaeton and dance hall you know yeah. don't you don't yeah. you
0: feel like in every market right, whether it's reggae hip-hop reggaeton or anything it's almost kind of like it has to be catered and packaged for like white america 100 percent. and or if they it's gotta not, be part of it yeah, yeah. or if it's they're not packaged and like honestly just showcased properly mm-hmm. for yeah. like white america yeah. they're like we can't sell this yeah and i think in the past four to five years I think think, it's all the internet. I mean, I think, yeah, I think, but I also think... think You're saying it's changed. I think it's changed because I I think reggaeton, like Latin Latin America, Latin Latin communities, and all these Latin countries, South America, Central America, I think they created their own market. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, it was such a huge market, and no one could deny it, you know what I mean?
2: America is, like, increasingly brown, right? So, like, there's more and more... Latin people, more and more Black people in this country, mm-hmm. and like it's only a matter of time before whites are minorities. So like all of a sudden, these markets like L.A., New York, Chicago, Miami, maybe even D.C. were selling out. Latin, like arenas were selling out with right. Latin artists. You know, yeah, Dancehall's is different because there's I I know there's a bunch of like legal issues, like the Commonwealth is weird for their immigration, like. They all go to Canada and, sh- and the UK and shit, but they kind of never come to America. Like, I don't really know what the deal is with that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's,
0: but there's, I don't know, I haven't been bat- in the reggae scene, but there hasn't been any breakthrough artists. Popcorn right? Pop is pretty Pop Pop big. Yeah.
4: Popcorn is like, yeah, but not like on a Sean Paul level. Like, no, but
2: it's just diff- again, but that's it's what I, different. Again, that's what I mean. It's now. not yeah. even it's like a diff- Sean Paul it's level. It's different now.
0: You don't have to be like that. The but Pop uh, dude, can, there's so many reggaeton artists at once. It was like J Balvin, yeah. and then
2: it was Bad like Bunny, Bunny, Bad Bunny, Jam, Anuel, osuna yeah. yeah. Ozuna. There's Maluma. like tons of artists. To but the thing is, they were all already big yeah. over there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Bad Bunny is recent. He's a newer artist. Ozuna is like a re- newer artist because they're young. I you yeah. know too. But all these dudes have been making bread. Forever you know Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like Oh, you I know. feel like
4: the first wave I thought it was heard by like American artists hopping on and making really shitty remixes. <laughs> you talk just specifically <laughs> Lil Jon? <laughs> no. Although no, those no. shits were fire. It was like R. Kelly had <laughs> a remix of fucking, you know what burn I mean? Like, up, yeah.
2: like yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't Nori do a whole reggaeton album? He yeah. did. Yeah. 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 That's when Rockefeller Records had a, um, a lat- yeah. reggaeton division. A Latin division. Yeah. But
0: he kind of started the crossover wave, right? No, did, Oye with, Yeah, Oye yeah. was the yeah. biggest. Definitely, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Him and Cypher Sounds and then... Yeah. For sounds. Shout out to Nina, yeah. Sky. Yeah, Nicole, they're actually, t- they're tight.
2: They still DJ and they're tight. They, they come they? out here, they just spin out here a like lot. Uh, New I'm, York, not. I think, more, but. Yeah. yeah. They're just, I, I think it's cool that they're around and like still doing stuff. I mean know.
0: they still look like super fashionable. Yeah, like yeah. they I had just, a residence yeah. in Vegas
4: uh, over the summer. They did. At a pool, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, they were? At a Flamingo Pool. Their hits were yeah. cool. They had
2: good songs. They did I, have good yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. the one with Alchemist too. Yeah. yeah. They did hold me down. Oh, oh yeah. Down. Yeah. it's not for free, that, was awesome. that was that was a shit. That was a shit. That too, was yeah. a great song, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they're just they're just fucking cool. You know, like some like people stand through like are still around. Mm-hmm. after like supposedly being like quote unquote one hit wonders or whatever it just shows that they're really into it you know and yeah. cool, like down with the shit you
0: know so nowadays mm-hmm. in miami would you what's the sound to you is it predominantly latin music with a sprinkle of i think the sound is
2: as uh, the same as it is anywhere
0: you know it's a lot
2: of hip-hop no,
3: but it, there's definitely I bigger mean, well, i mean yeah. I listen,
2: i'm not the playing the, the, i'm not playing the latin clubs like that mm-hmm. so for me as a dj yeah I think, yes, there's more possibilities to play. There's like, you could play more Afro beats here than you could outside of like DC and New York, probably like the two best places for that shit. Yeah. And you could play more dance hall here because there's a big dance hall market. And you could definitely play more Latin songs. But at the end of the day, like, it's still the hip hop songs and the couple pop songs, I guess. It just depends what you're playing. Like, sometimes I play like parties where I don't play any of that stuff, but mainly like the ones where you're getting paid. (laughs) Yeah, it's well, like, you're, here, you're you're you resident at
0: Live and yeah, uh, yeah. Wednesdays at Live, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is their their one of their biggest industry uh, nights. Yeah, yeah. It's like their industry night. Besides their Sundays at Live,
2: right? Well, Sunday yeah. is just like their monster night. They're is that like, still no going kidding. on? Sunday yeah, it's yeah. going strong. They Damn, honestly like a long ass run. I got I respect I respect them a lot. I mean, not just because they employ me. Shout <laughs> out to that, but <laughs> also out. because yeah. I think there's value in the fact that they're. Very consistent in the people that they work with. Like, you rarely see crazy changes in there. It's a lot of the same people all the time. Mm -hmm. So they kind of know, they they know the direction which they want to go in all the time. They're not really ever, like, doubting themselves. I mean, they're always looking for new opportunities and new ideas. Like, Thursday night is a Spanish night for them now. And they kill it like the Spanish oh, wow. night was great. So, yeah.
0: so they did a Latin night. They yeah, it's do on Thursdays. right Thursday nights. It's
2: which is which I think for them was when like, did they start that when they Maybe. reopened With around the same time we started our it, originally the Wednesday that I that I do was supposed to be me and Chase B, and we were the two residents. Chase B is uh, Travis, Travis Scott's, Scott's DJ, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. he's like a good friend of mine, and um, we we wanted to do the party together. But I think, you know, obviously Chase at the time like w- was like already kind of buzzing, but mm-hmm. then he kind of like just really blew up. Right. So I think he didn't, he, w- he wasn't able to come to Miami as often. So it, I, st- I obviously stuck around because I live here and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I, they added a couple guys like this dude, Five Venoms, who's like the DJ for Rolling Loud, which is like the big festival. And Iron Lion is around too. But it's, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the residents. It's like, a, it's pretty much a hip hop night. It's a big um, room, it's a really big yeah. room, and it's all hip hop all night for the most part. I remember when i first when I first used to play it before I started my new party, like when I would just play like once or twice, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure like the first two times they hated me
0: um but it worked out <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> They uh, but that that um, Wednesday party was completely different. Like it 10, was totally different like ten years ago. Like yeah, well,
3: I mean when they first started, it was like a kind of like a hipster night. You know? yeah,
1: yeah, but but when I first
0: Ross
3: One was
1: the, the was the resident was the resident there.
0: But when I first started actually, DJing, yeah, you're basically carrying the torch from Ross One, pretty much in a way. Yeah, yeah, on that Wednesday,
2: I first started playing that party in like 2000. I think the first time I DJed it was like 2013.
3: And it's crazy because like the, the first time you went to live was on a Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah, we snuck you in.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I was looking crazy in there. <laughs> I remember. I remember. The bottle remember, situation. <laughs> yo, I remember I went to. All right. So, I, at the time, like, I was with some friends that I knew. I had to give him, like, the, like. Yeah, he gave me the ill talk because. Club this. ethics. Well, like, what, was, what was the talk? Hold on. Hold on let, let, let me let let explain me to you the situation. situation. <laughs> so, I'm in. I, I roll up to the club VIP gas tank on so i roll up to the club whatever and i well and like our friend jake it yeah was our jake, friend jake's our party who's now his manager funny yeah enough. he's my manager now but he does he he did a, he he does a thing called pop life and they they did the win, the wednesdays that live was that was their thing original lineup was danny ross. days ross and mm-hmm. jessica, jessica who yeah and then danny days sort of stopped djing like clubs like that and got really into house and techno and now he's like huge in that world but at the time, he was still doing open format thing. He was like kind of like, what was that thing called? They used to do like remixes and shit of like pop songs. Like it was like Disco or something. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was part
3: of Disco Tech.
4: Yeah. Oh, with him and uh, Joe Maz Joe Ma- 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 uh, No, Giga- no was, I, I think, think it was Joe was was in it.
3: brother, Giga Mesh. Uh-huh. G- yeah. I think it was them three maybe. I, 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 yeah. you know. The conflict? G- nah,
2: that was like a later incarnation or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Anyway, so Danny was like the guy. And he, so he bounced, he's doing house, he's killing it. And then Contra came into DJ. And then for Mad Long, like, I would go because all my friends would go <laughs> to that party. So the, fir- the first time I went, uh, I was 19, and I, 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 Raul got me in. And I'm in like the VIP section. And I don't know anything about clubs. Well, it
3: was like me and Jake, remember? Was, yeah, him
2: and Jake. So I don't Jake know. Jake didn't I, want to get you in by Yeah, the way. he didn't want to get me in. So I uh, but whatever. All the I know I knew right, nothing. rightfully so though. Yeah, right? but, well, I, I mean, was, but look, he has so, a, he had like a beer at I, 14. So I whatever. I didn't know anything about clubs. So I'm walking into the club and I, I go meet Raul and my home my homie's like they knew somebody at another table or something, or one of the girls got invited to one section or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh sick. She's on the couch. I'm gonna go stand on there with her. <laughs> and so I'm rolling up to some promoters table. I don't speak to any of them. I just get up on the couch and I'm like yeah. hanging out with this ch- with this chick and this other dude. And the dude literally yanks me off. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm on the couch. He's like, <laughs> yeah, this is my couch. I'm like, I don't see your name on it. Like this is <laughs> he's like, no, this is my table, bro and so you, uh, honestly Mind true you, he's like right but i don't know about this shit right. you know like i i don't know anything so you didn't give him the talk before nah so i almost get into a fight at mm. live my first time there nice and raul yanks me he's fucking mad like yeah. super mad that's so raul's
0: fault though yeah that was your fault <laughs> you can't go to other motherfuckers tables and just like start walking on I mean, I'm like, I let table. him do
3: his thing. Next thing I know, I look and he's in the fucking in the promoters table. I was like,
0: oh. "Oh, it was the promoters table too." Yeah. Oh Jesus. yeah
1: man.
2: Who he happens to work with? Now. now I work with him and we're cool. He doesn't. I don't even think Damn, he remembers
0: does that it, does it was like this, like overprivileged, spoiled like I, a I was yo. Yo,
2: honestly, <laughs> honestly, I kind of was. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like in life. Like yeah. in life, I was like very middle class. Whatever. Right. Right. Like, just like, nor- like, you know, I wasn't, we, my family was not wealthy. Like, when we moved to Miami, we moved to Little Havana. It was, mm-hmm. We were fucking broke, like, whatever. And then my mom was single mom. Like, she worked hard, figured it out, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was definitely, I met the you right people. You tapped into the industry. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I met the right people when I was, like, 17, 18, All because 19. you were lonely in France, listening to the right music, Shout out to depression, man. Shout out to depression.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you've always, like, kind of linked up, because you were, like, cool with rock. Since, since Jump, everyone... And everyone... Yeah. You was always like, when I would come out to do that Hollywood Florida, like, you know, everyone mm-hmm. knew you, and they were like, oh, say what up to DZA, mm-hmm. say what's up with him and... I just got lucky, I think, you know? Like, honestly, like,
2: you know, people, like, have their success stories, and it's like about how hard they worked and shit. No, yeah. like, most on, most of the times, it's time and place, and for me, obviously, like, I, I think I was into cool shit, and I, 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 I like to talk about them yeah. in a way, but I... And I think... I could recognize when other people were into cool shit, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I got lucky because I got put on by people like Raul and and Joel Mineholes and, you know, and whoever else and tons of people I can't, I can't remember, (laughs) but, like, people that helped me out along the way, like, I think that 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 is honestly the only reason I I got my, because I don't have, I have, I don't have the work ethic, to be one of these like i don't i just don't like i don't have the work ethic that like these fucking like i'm i'm i think i'm i'm pretty good at djing but i think it mainly has to do with music like i love music a lot yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and and i like djing a lot i like making people dance but like the doing the fucking you know the wild technical shit like that's not for me Mm -hmm. you know so but those dudes work so hard at it because they don't i got lucky in the sense that i didn't have to overcompensate and do all that shit, like, I just kind of got put on early at a young age, and I, and, and I, I think I acknowledged that when it happened, and I really tried to be good at DJing, Mm -hmm. versus, like, everything, like, I just, I just, my, from the get, I figured out that the only thing that matters is, like, making people dance, you know, and, like, and, like, liking to make people dance, like, it does, it sort of doesn't really matter, like, musically what you're into, what you're trying to push into people's brains, like, there's a time and place for that. And because I walked both lines, like, I did the cool parties, the quote-unquote cool parties, but I also did, like, the open format shit, I, did, I never had to get my nut off in either place, you feel mm-hmm. me? Like, I, I kind of just, yo, on Sunday, I'm going to do that shit, cool, I don't have to do this on Saturday. And it kind of worked because it made me want to get into the open format shit, like, musically, it made me want to learn all that music and learn how to play it, and then I'd have a place to practice it. And then the same thing with with the quote unquote cool shit,
0: you know. Well, I remember when you were opening and closing, at in Hollywood, Florida, it was like at that at spot. Was it Passage or Pangea? Pangea. Pangea. Was at Pangea. I remember like I would, like the last two or three times I went there, I remember hearing your set and hearing how much you progressed, and I was like, wow, this, this is, is like. Light. Thank you. <laughs> I think I even told you I was like, this is like the best opening set I've heard, in a, in a minute, and it was like, and then you played an amazing closing set later that night and i remember you were just dropping all this latin like latin music that i haven't heard and i was like damn man this motherfucker's killing the shit i i remember i texted somebody too i was like yo this motherfucker's might have been our group chat yeah and i remember you. that I was that was a while ago though. yeah 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 i just remember
4: because he used to like obviously crooked just like a critical you know but when he I'll he, does, he gives cast, love guys. when, when it, he pop, gives credit dog. when credit is due when it comes to a <laughs> dj yeah
0: but that I mean that's what kind of motivated me to when you when you were doing your own party. That's why I was like, "Let me check this shit out," you know what I'm saying? To rush over and then I was like, "Yo, this is dope. This is like kind of what the rub used to be and y'all doing like a Miami version and shit like that." And it was it was Thanks. really dope, man.
2: Thanks. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I think I think I'd be lying if I didn't acknowledge that a lot of like I mean, whatever the success is, like wh- however you want to rate it, mm-hmm. a lot of my like quote unquote success in DJing has been because of the people that I that have been willing to go to bat for me. Mm-hmm. But I also think that I I tried to like when it, when it was time to step up the plate, like I did my part. You yeah. Know? So I I think I think a lot of people have put me on throughout the time, and and then I I just I always wanted to get better at DJing, like specifically opening i thought i thought for me was like a whole other experience because i think i never i never really like i never really got to play any of those songs ever like to me like I, at one point i thought like nori nothing was like the biggest song ever you know but only because i only Same. opened you know like i just didn't know you know, like I it didn't it didn't hit me that like there's other way bigger songs, you know, but mm-hmm. I, as I got more into DJing every Saturday at that spot, I got more into like knowing songs and figuring it out and then dudes wouldn't show up, you know. A lot of dudes wouldn't show yeah. up, and I would because
0: you know you're, you're for whatever the, the headliners wouldn't show up,
2: the scam artists wouldn't show up, yeah. you know whatever the reasons may be, <laughs> and, flight, and whatever. so whatever. Yeah. So it'd be twelve thirty. I'm like, yo, where the fuck are these dudes? And like nobody would show up. And you'd so, have to headline. So yeah, so th- that actually, uh, shout out to all those dudes that never showed up because that actually made me, you, like, when I think about it now, DJing from ten to four is hell, but. At the time, I would be so happy. I was like, they didn't Cause, show Because you was hungry, so you wanted to get on. You yeah. To- I was like dying. I was dying for that spot. Yeah. And I, 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 don't even think I was ready for it mm-hmm. because that club used to get packed. Man, it was a lot of people. It was like a thousand yeah. people in there. You know, it was a weird layout, but mm-hmm. it was like a thousand people. So the club used to get packed, but I just I was so hungry to like de- like I went I, pr- I with that residency I went from from being happy just to be actually DJing to then realizing oh shit like fuck school <laughs> fuck everybody i'm going to go dj you know yeah. like i'm going to start i'm going to start making money off this shit yeah. and 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 i i mean the first time i headlined i got like 700 bucks i remember thinking like holy fuck, $700 fucking dollars. Like, <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Like, I'm 20, I'm making $700 not knowing that people made, like, 2500 3000 on the regular there, you know, like, what, 1500 whatever. would you get paid? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. Whatever we, people we made. Weren't,
0: we weren't getting paid that crazy, but it was good. It was, it was, it was good, good, yeah. It was good enough to fly to Hollywood, Florida.
2: You know, whatever. Honestly, for me, I mean, nowadays, I think... A thousand fifteen hundred is fucking good for what we do, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, given the city, I mean, I know like Vegas and stuff is different, you know.
0: Well, everything everything's changing. Like the rates are going. Are the rates going down in Miami for DJs? They've been down. um, It just depends. There's places that still pay,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and
2: still pay all right. But it just it really it depends. It
1: depends.
0: Because we we were talking about this earlier that even in Vegas we can all attest to this like. The nights don't go to four a m anymore yeah. you know what I'm saying like on a very i remember like on a regular Saturday night in Las Vegas, we would go till four forty five five a m mm-hmm. now, if it's a good night on a Saturday, it might go to four a m yeah but you, you know what I'm saying let me ask you a question, yeah,
2: because I think about this all the time, and I sort of know yeah like i don't think the clubs that What used to pay DJs more, like the new variations of it or whatever, Mm -hmm. I don't think they're making that much less money, man. Like, I think they just figured out that it's just the the DJ, like the DJ is not the reason they're keeping business. I mean, in some of these places, you feel me? Like, I'm not the reason why they're going to make their extra $20,000. Mm -hmm. I might be the reason that people have a good time while they're making the extra $20,000, maybe a better time than somebody else. Right. But, like, I think DJs are so delusional if they think nowadays that we are whatsoever responsible for anything more than, like, 10, 15%. I'm talking the big clubs type shit Mm -hmm. because, obviously, like, in the smaller clubs where you have, like, a dedicated... local crowd that goes to their clubs all the time i think it matters i think it matters for sure for sure for sure but we're talking like the big clubs you know Mm -hmm. like when i'm playing live i'm playing my role like i know i know what i'm here to do you know and i'm not here to fucking i'm not here to be whatever i'm i'm here to do my job from my time slot make sure i do as good of a job as possible and keep Mm -hmm. it moving like I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue over a couple hundred dollars. I'm not gonna argue over whatever. Like this is what this is now, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's just. Is that way. Like there's no other way to think about it. There's no reason to think about it any other way. Like there's places where you know you have leverage and leeway, and there's places where you know you fucking don't.
0: Well, I think like I. I think there are the the clubs like Live, like these monster clubs, like I would say, equivalent to Live in las vegas would be like an excess yeah mm-hmm. right or Hakkasan omnia yeah. yeah those would be the monster clubs like there yeah you're right they're probably not but, I, they're probably doing like their numbers on the weekend but i still think there's kind of a dip i think like bottle well, service sure, sure. bottle service as a whole like we've spoken about this many times it's just not appealing to the the newer generation for sure yeah mm-hmm. for so, sure
2: but mind you let me just say that i'm pretty sure I mean, I know Live is still the best-paying club out in mm-hmm. Miami. Yeah, like if you're a DJ, yeah. you're playing yourself if you're not making good money there. And it's and and they're not they're not gonna be they're not gonna bullshit you about it too. Like they they they, they to them you can't not just any DJ can play there. So they kind of want the the limit to be a little higher too. Like you kind of gotta earn it in a way. Yeah, yeah. But and and I I love them because they. They fucking pay great. They treat us great. I never have be I never have a problem. I never beat Dave
0: Dave Grutman's not yelling at DJs Honestly, anymore.
2: With me, he's fucking cool. Like I don't have <laughs> I have I have zero problems with him. I've never had a problem with him. And also he supports my shop. So yeah. shout out to him. You know, like I don't have and I'm not, not even on some politics shit. Like I just feel like like there's moments where you have to like let go of
0: your ego. And just realize what the fuck you're here to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's just
2: a different time, man. Are you seeing you know?
0: that the clubs are some like or any lounges like are they are kinda closing a little earlier than they they would have been well, ten years ago I or think five years for ago? For
2: sure, because I just think I just think that times have changed too. Like people don't People don't stay in one spot till late. They, there's like after-party spots. And 11 mm-hmm. in Miami is like a monster. You know?
0: 11 is like, well, how would you, it's like a strip club nightclub. Yeah. It's a
2: 24-hour strip club. That's a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> Are they you know? open
4: seven days a week? Yeah. 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 yeah? Those,
2: that street the, that 11 is at, I uh-huh. can tell you too, it's like a 24-hour street. So space is also there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Shout out to space. Actually, when Peach Fuzz is launching in two weeks, we're doing it at the first floor of space called The Ground. But that whole block is a twenty-four hour block. Well, so you have to close for one hour only. Mm-hmm. That's the rule, right?
3: No, I don't think there's. N- no, I think you no, do. So, for, no, for shift change or so something. Back in mm-hmm. the day, like, and I think it was like nineteen ninety nine. What happened was that downtown was in shambles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Eleventh Street, what they did was like, listen, we want people to open up here.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: People are like, we don't want to want to open up there. It goes, we'll give you a twenty-four hour liquor license. Game changer. So, you know, space, um, a few other spots, uh, Gold Rush before 11, Mm -hmm. it was Gold Rush. So, all those in that street got 24-hour liquor license.
0: Space has been around forever,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, different variations of it. Uh You know, this is like a new, whole new management, a whole new company, basically. When
0: did they uh, reopen again or relaunch? (laughs)
3: they've done it a few times oh wow! yeah Yeah. just so now they have a whole new setup what
0: what was the most recent one
2: Um, the most recent one the guys from three points who do a festival called three points shout out david sinopoli yeah it's like a good it's a good festival it's like a it's like a a good ass festival and um and they're they're like super curated in their lineups the acts are tight It's, it's just tight so anyway they took it over, and they're killing it. Like, they're booking interesting well, shit. Well, what I
3: mean, like, the new variations also is that they brought in those guys, uh, Insomnia, right?
1: Oh, really?
2: Oh, they just bought into it. That's yeah. right.
3: Yeah, that's why I mean, like, that but, variation of it.
2: But they're just buying into it. No, nothing has changed really that much in the, mm-hmm. in the programming or whatever. It's, they're still doing cool shit, like... Before it maybe was, I mean I don't know. Just it, the house is so big now, and minimal techno and all that shit is so big, yeah. mm-hmm. and all those dudes kind of ha- are. They're kind of like cool and their own like that. that yeah, whole they like scene they have like, their following. Yeah, like, it's like, like it's not it's not like it's not. I mean it's obviously cheesy because it's like usually white dudes from Europe. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like their musically and the crowds they attract are cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. So when you're doing a big room like live, when you're spending like there. Are you still are you DJing on Sticks or are you on S- Serato?
2: Yo, I'm I'm on Serato.
0: Yeah. But I'm
2: really working on the sticks. No, nah, you're I'm still trying, working on that? I'm trying it's not a house, I'm only on sticks. Yeah. But I'm I'm still not as good as I am on Serato. but I'm working on it. Like Andy's like rock is really good on the sticks now mm-hmm. with house and shit like he played, we played a party together I'm like I'm not I'm not as good as this shit
4: You think it's realistic to like really quick mix and do what you do Hell in, yeah. in hip hop You know with who sticks? does it
2: really good is Dem Jeans in LA mm. Mm. He he fucking runs through songs on the sticks and it's all about it's all about preparation, preparation. organization you, type, you know you could type a song on the CDJ now right
0: like it's through Record Box, right? Yeah, through Record Box. Mm-hmm, like if yeah. it's
2: the newest CDJ, like Nexus Two or so whatever, it's, it's, you press the button and you could type it on the screen. So it's basically like that's the only thing that changes from Serato. Really, this is,
0: this is what he was trying to sell me last year. Was it last year? Yeah, he's like, dude, I'm only fucking on sticks. I'm DJing sticks. I'm like, no, you're not, dude. I'm <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm telling you, like it's made me a better DJ. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it, it has like, though. No,
2: it, it has because wow. you, because you kind of just like. First of all, you're you're more interactive with the crowd, which is kind of lame. But it's the truth. Like, people see you.
4: Because you're not DJ, focused on the screen as you're much?
2: Because there's not a screen blocking your face or your whatever. Like, you're kind of getting a better feel for the crowd, which obviously does not matter that much in the hip-hop shit because you know what to play anyway. But it also makes you just, like, more alert, you know? And I don't know. I don't drink, so I don't have, like, those moments of clarity that you drunk motherfuckers have when you're just, like, in your zones where you're like, oh, I figured it out. You know, like, yeah. I I almost have it figured out all the time, but then there's That's something- exactly what my mind is saying. Oh, I figured it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got it. Am I, am I wrong, though? I feel like that is what your mind is saying, you know? But I don't know. I think it honestly does make you better. I think it, it makes you like it more, too, because half the times, if, if we're all being honest, a lot of times we're fucking bored up there. Like we might we might be look, we might look like we're working and shit. But like how we play we play this shit all the time. We're bored up there. I think
0: it's the closest thing he'll ever get to like vinyl, maybe. That's why you like
2: it. Nah, it's not it's just not that. It's just or it's, he's
0: really lazy and he doesn't want to carry a laptop anymore and he just I think that's what I it think is. It's just I more think he just wants to I think, whip out I think it just like more, a flash drive and like headphones. Like a, a headphone bag with yeah. You, yeah. That's I'm exactly I'm, what yeah. it is. I'm dying <laughs> to I'm dying to look cool. That's why. That's what that's it that's is. What is. You don't I mean, want to carry a but backpack. Re, but really, truly or your tote. you what do you carry? Like your shit yeah. Oh. He got a toe bag. Me too. No. I no. That's, that's, that's just, <laughs> the toe We got
2: bag, a right? Andrew. That's, that's, just, <laughs> <What> that's <laughs> my little. <laughs> wait 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 wait. a What is this pack.
0: new? What is this new generation of DJs <laughs> <laughs> carrying shit in tote bags? Well, we got a little
2: Andrew toe bag for sale on the website if you <laughs> well, want. Like get, advertising, you know. I'm gonna go What's pick the that website? up. Andrew Downs. Don't buy it. toe. I'm gonna go pick
0: it up. Don't buy that toe bag. I I've been carrying a toe bag for the last two months. Not if you're gonna. Not if you're gonna use it. You use that to DJ. Why not? Why? What's wrong with? It's just a bag. You you
2: know how fucking stupid we look with it's, a backpack in the club? <laughs> like honestly, when you really
0: think about it, you look like a schoolboy. But you're f- like, you know, damn you're forty. You don't want to you don't want to you, wanna, you don't want to walk through the hallway and carry your books to class. No. It's kind of the same shit. No, it's not. And we look like, like f- look at those dorks with like the big backpacks and they're carrying Are every you, textbook for every yeah, class. Like, you might be the DJ <laughs> or you might is, be
2: right? the IT tech like no. what are you, you know, like what are you fucking doing you He's know
5: trying, I'm b- being like convinced that I should I'm just saying ba- it
2: doesn't matter at the end of the day it's whatever you prefer but like what the fuck you like really like a messenger a bag yo like messenger bag
0: I, I'm fine with the toe bag like, cool. for some reason the toe bag to me what is it the, just reminds me of like this old like New York like this the old guy in New York who would whip out crackers to feed pigeons and <laughs> shit Respect. he would put his old newspaper in there you know what I'm talking about right to sit down on the bench yeah do sit down on the bench and whip out like a don't sandwich I, when you see like me dj this week sandwich, you'll, yeah. you'll get it you know okay okay yeah. <laughs> and i'll feel like oh my god i need a tote bag as well yes <laughs> yeah
2: nah, look it's all about preference i honestly hate backpacks mm-hmm. i just hate mm-hmm. them i've hated them my whole life uh-huh. my, I, I don't i
0: don't yeah. believe a word you say okay. you out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> i hate backpacks you know? I,
2: who the fuck likes backpacks I think I everybody I like, like backpacks. backpacks. I don't
0: I don't know, functional. He doesn't really. like backpacks. It's the just, new generation. Oh, every bag knows, is. We functional. don't like bottle service. <laughs> we don't like backpacks. Yo, yeah. this is our generation. Well, this
5: is, no, me and him are pretty close in nature. That's why I'm like. uh I you don't just, like
0: backpacks. You're always with. You always backpacks. have his backpack, no, Jamie. Saw,
5: no, hold wait. I didn't even say that. I'm saying he was saying I, he likes backpacks. I like backpacks. So mm-hmm. him saying I like tote bags, I'm like it's a year gap. I don't know where it should change uh, where. I don't. Are you older than me?
2: By a year? I'm 30. You're 29. Yeah, dude, you're old. No, I'm fine. <laughs> But look, like, I'm just saying, it's whatever bag you want to use. I have a tote bag. I'm, I'm really only carrying my laptop, a USB stick, and seat, and headphones, and a charger. Mm-hmm. I don't need a whole backpack for that. And I also can just carry it like this in my hand without having to, <laughs> this, like, fucking go to school. It's all you know? fun and game until like,
3: he loses it.
2: Oh, it's all, well, the same with my backpack. No, oh, but like,
3: like, when your backpack is like a, a zip door.
5: And you always have it on you. Like, God, somebody can rob you easily, does it?
2: Where, where, where do you think snatch I'm? Run? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. am not walking through a crowd of like EDM fans. I'm fucking going to the club. The same doors y'all are using. Who's gonna steal your shit? The only thing I don't like about I a backpack. Have is you're a I have nothing against it. I just think it's funny. Somebody, you're like, oh shit! Sorry. There's man. nothing more functional than a, in a tote bag than a backpack. It's purely a look and comfort.
0: Thing Except one like seals right and has a little because more protection. Some
2: tote bags have zippers.
0: Okay. I used to. I used nice. to have one
2: that the handle broke, but it had a zipper. I'll get you a tote
0: bag with a zipper, then. Thank you. I bought
2: one. In, I have. I bought one in Tokyo for the Olympics that has a zipper. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Are you happy now? You guys. You guys <laughs> no, I like. It. You guys I was, worried, no yeah, worried. Yeah, I was yeah, worried. worried. about my laptop. <laughs> you know, I find it. I just find it interesting. <laughs> and then when he started, what made you, What motivated you to do this? You started seeing the younger he kids do it? Nah, <laughs> no, I'm
5: kidding. Nah. saw
0: A$AP um, Rocky, Rocky yeah, that's, the tote bag? That's what probably well, what it was. I don't know. It was. <laughs> yeah. and I, found a,
4: I found one online I liked, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start do this." Respect. Yeah. Don't, let, don't let these Get old a Virgil.
0: One. Never. <laughs> Get a Virgil one that says tote bag in quotations on it. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably make that. <laughs> Is it, do you have one like that? Uh, you're cool with Virgil.
2: Yeah. He, he loves could, Andrew. Yeah, he's he's been very supportive of our brand.
0: So, Dezzy, you you have this Andrew Skate Shop, right? Yes. And it's huge. It's, it, no, it's not. Our, we're, it's bubbling really well. We're doing really our well. thing. We're doing I mean, our you guys thing. are doing very well. I mean, so I, right. I come from, I have a retail background. I remember you were speaking to me about this maybe a little bit before you opened yeah, or yeah. when you opened. I was just like, be careful. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's like super rough. But it you is. Guys, it's a lot of work, but it's you guys are doing it really well. Because Virgil like a fan, like... He's buying your clothes. I mean, there's a lot of dudes that are just like literally online buying your shit, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because I don't really ever talk about it. Yeah, like I don't. I, I actually this might be the pub, publicly like the first time I talk about it about oh Andrew. Yeah, like yeah. just like I like my involvement and whatever. But yeah, Nick Press and I we started a brand called Andrew like three year, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just doing well. It's it's been cool because. We have a good crew of skaters that skate for us um they're talented they're young and they look good and then they all have good taste and shit, which is easy to kind of like it's easy to pass down ideas when people are receptive to it and open Mm -hmm. to it and it's also it's also great for me to like learn what they're into you know grow almost and gain more knowledge through kids and see what they're into and get inspired but I think for us, like the most important thing was to be able to build our identity. Mm-hmm. And I think slowly but surely we're like we're doing that. You know, we're we're Miami brand. We're very Miami in a lot of our ways, but we we're trying to figure out how we're not we're 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 trying to explain to the world that Miami is something worth buying into. Yeah.
0: You know, mm-hmm. and so we're doing that in our own life. Has there ever been a, like a kind of like a skater movement or a skate shop movement like Yeah, for sure. Before, the, before yeah. us there well, was
2: there was a shop called MIA, which MIA. was around for a long time. I remember time. that, yeah. Yeah. I remember something. And and they closed before we opened No, but even
3: before that it was Pervert.
2: Yeah, oh, but Pervert wasn't it was a, a skate brand. Pervert was like a streetwear store, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean a streetwear no, no. brand. And and then mm-hmm. his homies opened up a shop uh called Animal Farm, right?
3: Well that's pervert. Yeah.
2: Well, Pervert was part owners of that, and they they sold streetwear, but like they were streetwear. They were an escape brand, so, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're straight up a skate brand. Like mm-hmm. when we have skate did, videos. Yeah. We put out
0: skate shit. And yeah, I remember like, you guys were working on your first skate video, and you you yeah. guys were literally filming in like high eight or VHS. Uh, well,
2: in the skate world, like there's a camera called VX one thousand that you use you would, like skate. But now we're filming in HD. But to be honest, in my in the brand. I'm not really, like, the skate dude. Like, my partner, Nick, mm-hmm. he's the skate dude. So I shouldn't even really talk that much about it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm more on the, like, branding and strategy and kind of, like, marketing side of it. But I think, yeah, I think it's it's been a cool experience. It's, like, interesting to to navigate the world of DJing, yeah. which, like, I think 15 years ago was really, really cool. And now maybe to a lot of these younger kids, it's like not that cool at all. So it's it's interesting as a DJ to like walk the line of like what how I portray myself as a DJ.
0: What what do you mean that uh, to these kids that DJing isn't cool to them?
2: Yeah, no offense to any of us because we're all fucking DJs, but you know the club's not it.
0: What's their impression of it?
2: I mean, nobody. You know, I think a lot of younger kids are. A lot of kids still go to the club. Like, a lot of the young kids still go to the club, but they're not going to see us. They're going to see more, like, niche shit. Like, a lot of them are into, like, house stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then a lot of them are into, like, you know, the more underground. Not underground, but, like, just rap, you know? But, like, the idea of, like, going to the club is, like, not... Going to the top 40 club is not enticing to them. Mm. It is enticing in the sense that they'll go and they'll have fun and they'll like Instagram about it. But they're not going to go all the time. As in before, maybe like 15, 20 years ago, some of the skate kids were in the clubs, in the top 40 clubs. Because I think the top 40 clubs needed people like that in their clubs for to actually be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus now, you, they just need money. You yeah, know? I feel like
0: uh, bottle service nightclubs in New York have like almost lost all, if, yeah. if a lot of appeal to...
2: Used to be able to see, oh. used to be able to see a lot of skate kids, streetwear kids, graffiti kids, <laughs> even whatever.
0: supermodels. Like supermodels don't want to go to fucking in, in New York. They don't want to like models don't want to go to like a bottle service nightclub. Uh, yeah, you I know? think
3: like bars and lounges are, you know, that's yeah. the thing now. People would rather go to a bar and a lounge where when well, the music's not like, you know, blasting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, if
2: they do, if they do go out, it, it needs to be an occasion. You know, it's like a festival because. Or like even a, not like even like a, a, a not even a festival like just a fucking okay. an occasion like a birthday like, or some shit yeah, like a birthday. birthday or like some dude from out of town is coming in and they're mm-hmm. into his music or her music or you know like it, it has to be like a like a reason to go and get out because you, if you want to go and like have sex you're not gonna go to the club anymore you're just gonna hit the dm yeah. you know yeah. so like you what like you know for, for for at least specifically for the kids at the shop who granted are not your average kids that go out like still people are going out you know like they're not they might not be going to like the top 40 clubs all the time but they're going to like the winwood type areas which i guess in las vegas is what like downtown, downtown. las vegas yeah. mm-hmm. and new york is like brooklyn and there's still cr- tons like, of parties where people are djing and killing it whatever but Wynwood is like the art district in Miami. Well, originally started as the art district. It's just yeah. a fucking. It's a. It's like. It's a big, it's, it's, a party, it's a party neighborhood. Uh, but that's where all the kids are. Yeah, a lot of kids well, are.
3: Well, I mean, I think it's also like gives them the option to like bounce around because there's so many yeah. bars within, you know, if you, you're like one bar, it's not good. Yeah. You could walk down the street, there's another bar. So they're, they're all condensed in one area. So I think that's the big appeal. You know, mm-hmm. it's like exactly, you could, exactly. you know, if it's something's not popping, you move on to the next one.
0: And are the, are the younger DJs DJing at those bars? Or, uh, dude, no. I
2: honestly, honestly don't know. <laughs>
0: I'm just I'm just curious to know like if there's a scene growing in there or if there's a certain type there, of music there is that, that for they're sure. playing.
2: There is for sure, but I you know. think I think there's a real gap between what the younger DJs between Adrian. And- no, but not even that. Like I think <laughs> yeah. the younger DJs, like even dudes my age, honestly, are not when they're DJing. Like very rare are those that are doing the the like the open the quote unquote open format. People are coming in with a purpose now, more like how it was back in the day. Like if you're 18, 19, you're starting to DJ, you're getting into house, and that's what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. You feel me? You're getting into like, you know, future beats or whatever, and that's what you're gonna do. Like you're you're going into that realm, like wanting to play these kind of things, versus more so like wanting to be
0: diverse. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Where I'm I'm gonna play for the room, and I want to work for a nightclub, and then grow and build a name as working. As the DJ that works at all these uh, high-end nightclubs, well, that's I, not like that's not their goal anymore.
3: I think now, though, I think a lot of kids are trying to do like their own parties. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's sort of how they're like, "Yo, we're gonna
2: just build our own." I mean, that's what it seems for to sure, me. for yeah. sure. But I, you know, I think that, I think that, I think that that's cool, versus because I think it's I think it's cool to get good at something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus a lot of people that that didn't that that got but into Adrian, are, are they really
3: getting good yeah i mean it's not no, even no 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 i'm just active no, the act of playing
2: no. the act of playing music and like learning that music and and playing it in a certain way
3: yeah there's kids i that, don't want to sound like the old guy shitting on the you young are kids. sounding like the old guy that shits N- on young no, kids but, but there are internationally I, there are just kids that no are, i i'll go to some of these parties
2: and i'm like dude these yeah, are so bad but it's just different like it's just different like it's just different like Bro, honestly, like... But that's what I'm saying. Who's, who's telling like, them, like, yo, but the you're music, not good? But that's not... But you're the way you gauge good is not how people gauge good anymore. Like, honestly, not to be that dude, but, like, Larry LeVon's not a good fucking DJ, but he's a great DJ. You feel like, me? He like, was He, horrible. Could, he, he could, could not mix. He couldn't mix to say his... He was yeah, fucking great. He played the
4: right records
2: and at the I'm right time. And I'm saying, like, w- we have to stop thinking as DJs. We have to stop caring about how we perceive good from a technical standpoint mm-hmm. like if you put these kids like a fucking dj AM mix they're gonna be like what is this trash you know and it's not because he sucked it's just that shit's not relevant to them anymore like the idea of like it's loudly like, scratching these songs over these other songs it's like
5: lyricist, lyricist rappers i wouldn't
2: even put it that way i would just say it's just it's just that's what it sounds like it's just different it's not because to them to them, like what your kids, idea of lyricist, that's not even lyricist, that's just like another science. That's a different science. You know? Yeah, like people, like kids now, they say Nas is trash, right? It's not. Yeah, I, and
5: it's like equivalent. Like the the bars are going over their head. The mixes of AM is going over the head.
2: It's not even that. That's honestly in, the way you're describing it over their head is 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 almost like. You're almost looking down upon them. Yeah. Like, they just don't Put care. Put it this way.
0: What Nas was rapping about, the slang, the topics that he chose, were relevant at the time in the 90s. Right. And the way they used words, you know what I mean? They hmm. Not saying that rappers back in the day wasted words, but it was like, if they kind of like made rhymes, like words rhyme and stuff, and like mentioned certain brands, we were like, yo, this is dope. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, like, the it, way rappers it, it, spit it, it, it meant something back then it meant when something it to up. us back then but it's but totally it like, like it doesn't make any sense anymore yeah it makes no sense I mean dude like if you it. listen to like raquan and ghostface it's gibberish Bro, what it can the sound fuck like just gibberish yo. yeah. if you're if you're 20 you
2: know? and you don't like seriously want to care about it like what i understand what you're saying you know what i'm yeah, saying but and and,
0: yeah but the way these rappers like rap right now you know i don't think they waste as many words and they're using less words and they're saying something completely different that's more relevant. You know it's, what I mean? It's
2: it's the it's the conversation for the ages. Like it's ha- yeah. it happens every fucking generation. Everybody has the same conversation. But like the the question is like, how do we gauge what is good for whom? You know? And like you just can't. Like people people latch onto the shit they want to latch onto. And I think the younger kids nowadays aren't like they're not so worried about. They're not just so worried about like the craft aspect the things that they're looking for that makes that makes the craft good to them is Mm -hmm. not what we're looking for anymore yeah and Mm -hmm. we have to be okay with that not them because we're gonna die and they'll be alive you You know know what i'm saying
0: you know what i have noticed when i when i hear younger DJs spin and i've said this before and i'm gonna keep saying it because i keep i keep seeing it it's like a pattern they dj for energy But it's a different energy because they don't have the musical catalog that obviously Mm -hmm. never or some of you guys even have. Mm -hmm. So they're taking music from moments that are relevant in the past 10 years to them. And then they're kind of just mixing the genres up, almost like a mashup open format. Yeah, they're piecing it together, but it's like energy. It's like, yo, this has the same energy as this, even though it's completely different genres and different BPMs. I'm just going to put that together because it makes sense yeah you know like this 100 bpm song has the same energy as this i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put this together and it's a different genre and a different bpm and it's something that honestly is very different and intriguing to me and djing because we've never skipped bpms from song to song like that does that make sense yeah yeah we keep everything in 100 100 100 and everything becomes a pattern and the djs play all the same it's like we're all playing the same songs.
4: In that same pattern. Right. But it's, then when it's time to switch up, we'll switch it up, and they keep it at that pattern, right. pattern for the next... And they, to,
0: these, these kids, because they create their own playlists, yeah. they know energy. They know what's a turn-up song. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yo, this is a turn-up song, and this is a turn-up song. Who cares about so just the BPM? Just turn, turn up. I'm making a playlist, but I'm DJing like that. It's kind yeah, of what know, I've been noticing. You know, you know
2: I think that's... Hap- like, honestly... To bring it back to like even iPod DJs. Yeah. Like, it's like the thing. Like, like what would you rather hear? Like a shit DJ with good music taste or a mediocre DJ? Like a DJ who knows how to do it all, but like it just sounds like every other DJ. I'd
0: rather hear like, uh, a I'd, rather, D, I'd rather hear a technically horrible DJ. With that plays really, good music. With really good taste yeah, of course. music. Yeah, of course. Yeah, any sure. day. That's yeah.
2: that's the life. That. I mean, Raul, Raul in the Bar called yeah. Bar that had a ton of bad DJs go through, as well as a ton of good DJs. But those bad DJs were like iconic people with good taste in music Mm -hmm. that would make the party fun. And those parties would oftentimes be better than the parties that had like the quote-unquote good DJs. Because I think at the end of the day, what supersedes everything is having good taste. And, And a lot of DJs now, I think, from my age range, which I think is the last generation of that, I'm on the very tail end of it Mm -hmm. to like y'all's age range as having a hard time figuring out what happened, you know? uh,
0: Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean? What happened? Like, like, oh, I mean,
2: what happened? Like I used, I used to get booked for these things. I used to be able to DJ these things. Like I used to, the energy that this shitty DJ is getting now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like why? Why? you know like how how, how did this happen where Mm -hmm. no one cares about my technical ability anymore right Mm -hmm. and it's just like well part of it is branding of course as we know is the most important part of teaching is your brand Mm -hmm. there's nothing else and then part of it is yo how relevant are you to the people going to the club from a musical perspective yeah like are you surprising them with songs even even those that don't want to be surprised Will remember a song that's relevant to them because of a generational gap, versus a song that you might not think of as you're an older person. Like I don't think you're having that problem, and I don't think anybody here is having that problem. But I'm talking about like
0: dudes that are just removed. But you know? you know, you know, I understand what you're saying. But there's, see, if it was just about me and the crowd, that's one thing. The problem that enters is, is the management and ownership of the clubs. For sure. So like, even if I know what the crowd wants the clubs is going to be like what are you doing for sure because we this is not the formula we've been doing for the past five to ten years for 20 years and so they're gonna they're gonna keep me at a certain level until that one young superstar dj comes Comes in and does it comes in has a guest spot and does this crazy mix and then they're like yo this that's is crazy. Want. This is innovative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, crooked, you should start doing this. And I'm be like, and you know what? I don't even get mad. I'm like, yo, you're right. Cool. Like, yeah. I you know, I'm not the dude to innovate that shit. That kid is. And you're I'm sure? like, yo, I'm the I'm the DJ that adapts. So I'm just but that's you know that's the most important
2: I think I think I'm the DJ that adapts too. Like yeah. I think in a lot of ways for my own parties is different, mm-hmm. but my parties are at a local level, maybe a national level. But I'm not, like, a fucking, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a superstar DJ, and I won't be, unless I'm able to, like, the only route I, I see that happening is, like, like, if my brand ends up getting big, and I'm, like, the guy who piggybacked DJ gigs off his brand, which I don't think I will be, but that's my outlet, right? Mm-hmm. So as But there's as, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. not, there's nothing wrong with any, out, to me, there's nothing wrong with any way you go about DJing, like, I just don't care mm-hmm. to argue about that. I don't I'm it's exhausting. You guys know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. But I think that you have to be real with how you approach DJing. And how I approach DJing is I'm not going to be the first to do it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like whatever, I'm not I'm not here to judge whoever is not doing it. I'm not here to judge who is doing it.
0: I just need to know when it's time for me to do it. But you're right. It's like the person to innovate some kind of movement in music, you know, whoever it is, it's like we all have the musical knowledge. There's things we can like kind of like test out and experiment with. But ultimately it's got to be the full package. It's got to come from a young looking person. But I'll put it to you this Who's way. very stylish. Cause like we were talking about this earlier, right? We were ser- talking about, how they're these superstar artists right now, like a Juice World, a Playboy Cardi, that right. have no hits in the club, right? right. But yeah. w- with the youth, they're they're, they're fucking. Huge. Well, I'll put it yeah. to you this way: because it's a complete package. It's not just the music alone. Now, it's how do they look? How's their social media? What are they wearing? It's like it's it's all together. It's look, look at Rihanna. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not just the music alone. It's like yeah. everything: how they look, what they're wearing, you know. It's everything. I'll put it to you this way. Me and
2: Chase B are the exact same age. Mm-hmm. I think from a DJ perspective, like we're just as good as each other. Like mm-hmm. I think he's much better on the mic than me. And there's maybe I have a broader musical selection ability. But his role, allow, his place in time and his scene allows him to be the dude who can break, quote unquote, break records. Mm-hmm. Or allow clubs to think differently about music. Mm-hmm. versus when i do it uh, eventually i either can only do it at the end of the night or the very beginning of the night because nobody cares like i'm just a dj or maybe you maybe something that hinders you is that you learn from us no, no? i no i honestly think i know myself as a human yeah. and that's just not what i'm looking for you feel me i'm mm. i think i think being able to be that person now takes like crazy mic skill that i don't have
0: I don't know. I mean,
2: no. I think it does though, because like all these, all these dudes that can do it are on the mic a lot. You know, S- specifically in hip hop. I'm mm. talking specifically in hip hop. Mm-hmm. And then also, it, it 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 matters that you are somebody. Like even to even there's records like Virgil can play in the club that I can't play, mm-hmm. but I have been playing them, but nobody will remember or care. But he'll play them, and people mean, will yeah. remember and care, and that's great in a way because. Then I can finally play them, and and I won't like I don't have to think about what the manager or whatever is gonna say. Mm-hmm. And even in sometimes like people will be like, oh damn, I remember you have been playing that song for a while, and it's like oh cool, like now I can play it, you know, without being the weird guy that plays the song. <laughs> and it's not even it's, it's it's not even that serious, but I'm saying like Chase, for example, can do those things because he's Travis's DJ. People also right. he's also built his own. He's built his own following independently of that. Mm-hmm. He's thrown good parties over time, and he's got his own thing going on. So Virgil pe- is Virgil. Virgil's Virgil. Like there's people, and it, I'm, honestly,
0: it was the same shit with probably AM. What I'm would sure. you say your Other class? Classes, DJs. And what was your class? You you would say you're a working DJ. So yeah,
2: I'm a working DJ. So like I I don't have I'm, I'm I make a fucking solid living off of it. I yeah, do well. Yeah. Like I'm chilling, but
0: I I know my time and place. I'm I'm wondering now, looking at the working DJ. How uh nightclubs look at us and how like managers look at us, like yo, that's a solid dude. But I don't really need you to be the dude that innovates the for music sure. genre. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what they're doing? Kind of. It do you think they I'm, look I'm, at dude, us like that, dude? I'll tell you, for, I wouldn't be surprised because, because if we did it, they would look at us like, "What are you doing? You're trying to lose the room. <laughs> what are you like? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, Right? Or would they be like, "Wow, that's great! Like you're nah. you're trying to innovate this shit? <laughs> so they'd be like, Nah, what you guys, what the fuck you guys are doing? I'll yeah. put it to you this
2: <laughs> way. I'll put it to you this way. Yo, for mad long. Yeah. I was playing Afro Beats at Live. For mad long. Yeah. I played Drogba for a whole year and a half. I remember my homegirl Jubilee put me onto to Drogba. Yeah. Like fucking She's two from years Miami, ago. right? She's yeah. from Miami. She
0: just dropped an album, right? It's yeah. sick. Shout she's to her.
2: cool yeah. as fuck. She's one of like the cool. I met me, her like
0: once, so, but you know. I, she's I, awesome. She's, she's all over my timeline. <laughs> Everyone cool. shows her love, so yeah. like, you know. She's cool respect.
2: and she like really gets she really, she really like gets well, she it. She travels you know? too as well. She, she travels a lot, so she's found her shit. She's going for it. She's cool, but like I remember, she put me onto this shit a long time ago, and I remember playing it, and I it never got like ne- like weird looks or anything. Yeah, but I remember like people being like, "Yo, what is this shit?" Mm-hmm. You know, like managers and shit, and and I remember kind of like why are you playing this, kind kinda of shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like n- not even in a bad way or whatever, but just like playing it. And it's not like I'm some innovative Afrobeat. Like I definitely also heard other dudes playing it before I played it. Right. Like it just is what it is. You know, just in this specific setting, I was the one. And then all of a sudden, like Davido blew up, and like the Drogba song did get big. Yeah, and it was like people remembered like the, specifically the manager I live was like, "Yo, I remember you've been playing this song for a long time. Uh-huh. That dude's playing here tomorrow." I was like yeah. sick, <laughs> you know. But but again, like I didn't break that song. I didn't fucking do anything for that song other than just play it. Mm-hmm. But somebody else that is in a more powerful position, mm-hmm. you know, maybe at maybe in a way, I, it potentially I could have what's well, the term like micro influence somebody into doing it. But at
0: the end of the day, like you I can't. think. But I think you were doing what all DJs do: is exactly. we play the record. We you play, know, play we the record. We, we yeah. try to play the records, like at least. Try to throw in one record that that we I believe
4: mean, in, right? When you would open and close, would you take that opportunity more so to break, like play records that you wouldn't play? I would play? try
2: to play it whenever I DJ. Yeah, because
4: I but, think for myself, like if I were to open for Crooked or Nev, yeah. I would test out records for early sure. or late. Oh yeah, When I had sure, that freedom because sure. it's not a packed club yet. For sure,
0: but see, I love that. I love like I love traveling and I love seeing the like resident DJ when they open. I love watching them and hearing them play do their thing not yeah. do they thing but play like the local records because obviously i don't yeah. know that shit you know what i mean yeah, like yeah
4: that, i mean that's the best part about opening opening now you get to play stuff that you really won't play on, um while you're playing your main set because mm-hmm. the crowd is not
0: familiar with it but when you open it you can like take that risk and play like something new it's different now though like in vegas i feel like i think the way openers approach it now it's different but mm-hmm. I think back in the day, it was like, yo, let me like, let me throw on some new shit. Or I let mean, me throw on do some you think shit.
3: like now, like the opening DJs are burning your, the, I think I don't, I, I mean, th- are they like I playing think, like hits, 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 like Sometimes, yeah. yeah, I think I to believe.
0: us, I think to us, we see it as burning. I think to them, they're like, I'm, I'm playing, opening. I'm playing the songs that I love.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know about I don't that. Agree, I might disagree bro. with you about that. I you know I don't
0: think they realize they're burning. I,
2: I agree. I don't think they realize they're burning, and there's also a good chance they're not. And they're and they're just playing they're they're playing their opening slot at the club that they're there every week. And music is so fucking fast now. And in cities like Miami and New York specifically, you can play a song like songs, three times. Not, not even that, not even that. But songs get hot for a month and they're the hottest song, mm-hmm. and then they're gone. And you might not even have been back to that city by the time it's gone. And the opener is then playing it at some point. And yeah. it's like, yo, people are going crazy. Or yo, damn, this song just got hot in Vegas, but in Miami it's already played. Or this song just got hot in Miami, but in Vegas it's already You feel me? Like yeah. I think I think the way the way the way we used to see opening as like this this like artwork and art form, which mm-hmm. it still is, I think I think we also have to adapt in that sense. Now, the goal is just to make sure you're not playing the obvious shit but, and making sure the club isn't bouncing
0: on your set. Yeah, you because know? remember, like, you, when you were closed, right? If you had a headliner, like, you opened for a headliner and yeah. then, like, you know, he obviously did his set. In your head, you're like, damn, he didn't play this. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He didn't yeah, play sure, this. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get on right now. And and, and destroy this room right now. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that was to me the opener closers, I thought that was their opportunity to shine. To really to shine. shine. And as yeah. a I remember when I would open and close in Vegas for like certain, you know, guest DJs or headliners and stuff once in a while. Mm-hmm. I would be studying their set and how they approach the night. And obviously I know Vegas way better than they do. Yeah. So I'd be like, Oh, they didn't play this, they didn't play. I'm like, yo, this about to be we're gonna close at like five AM tonight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would get back on, and these headliners would be like, "Oh shit! Like this song works. Oh shit! Like this yeah. works." Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. another thing I used to miss when I would go to another city. When you would get on, like in Hollywood, Florida, or I would go to a city, and the, the closer would get on, I would be like, "All right, let me see where he takes this. Is he gonna? Is he gonna like end the night?" So or you actually he, would stay and like, I would listen. stay and listen, and mm. I would be like, "Let me see where he takes yeah. this." And, you know, let's see like if he's gonna if he's gonna totally embarrass me and be like, yo, like you need not like kind of like just kill it for like twenty minutes and look back at me like yo, you didn't drop none of this shit you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah and I would be like, yo, this dude's like fucking killing it like and I didn't know I didn't know this these records work. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this record work, you know, and I don't see that anymore, and that's not different, different it's because and different because it's totally different now and i I totally understand because the club doesn't even stay open sometimes no. for the for the closing. And they're
2: not looking for that. Yeah. Like I think I think we have to remove our our notion that the club is the place where people are looking for that. Like not not that kind of club anyway. The clubs like that exist, mm-hmm. but like to be honest, they're below a lot of people's pay grade that they're willing to take. Mm-hmm. Or they're in places that open format DJs are not aware of you know like or they are aware of but they don't have access to and so that's why i'm saying like the younger generation is not looking to do what we've done they're looking to do their own thing in the world so they can exist in that world and have their little universe around them versus Mm. like trying to be a little bit everywhere like there's kids there's kids that have opened for me throughout the years or that i've tried to bring up whatever like they just have they like from the get they're like i don't want to ever play there and it's not even like they end up changing their mind. Like, no, they just never want to play there. And what they want to do is what they want to do. And they want to do it their own way. And I think that's what's changing the most. is, I think before, people used to view like a residency at this place or uh, being an, a, a DJ that goes out of town all the time mm-hmm. as like the pinnacle. But nah, not anymore, man. Is that's it because the, they, don't,
4: they don't look at it as, as a career?
2: Because they, they look at it as corny. That's the conversation. I mean you had crooked where you said
5: I said I don't think people DJs are looking as Vegas as the pinnacle anymore. And you mm-hmm. said, Well, Vegas is probably not looking for them. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think that's the well, thing.
2: Well it's it yes, it no, but he's right though. Vegas oh. is also not looking for them. But because because I think every world is sort of getting insulated to themselves instead of like like in a way, as the world gets more like everybody's more aware of everything,
1: mm-hmm.
2: things get even sort of more niche like the club world is the the bottle service club is like a fucking shrinking thing yeah Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know and everybody's trying to hang on mm-hmm. to whatever they have you know mm-hmm.
0: so i mean the the thing is this too because i've talked to some djs and i'm like because i i have this conversation but it was a little different from what you were talking about i was basically trying to say i was why aren't vegas djs why why aren't vegas nightclubs booking some of these newer djs you know like why aren't they in these rooms and i would talk to the younger guys and they would be like you know what like i don't even want to be in those rooms anymore and then i would somehow get them a gig and they'd be like oh shit! yeah i'm down and i'm like huh i'm like (laughs) for (laughs) sure you know what i'm saying so i think it's one of those things where there it's a lot of pride and ego of like you know what like I don't even want to do that like i'm on my own well, shit. you but know, you know like, what
4: i don't want to do like that to like artists underground you're know, not even underground
2: because that, that don't want to go
4: but here's the but, difference but i think
2: like
0: they look they do want to they do want to do that room they just want to do it on their, like, on own, their own terms, terms. On, kind of on their own terms but it's like they also know the pressure of like i don't know if i could do that yet and i'm not going to say that i can't do that room mm-hmm. so i'd rather be like i don't want to do but, it but right? that's you know but that's I mean?
2: the truth the truth is they probably can't do that room that's a fact it's not even worth questioning the the pro the question is
0: no, i mean in some cases yes i mean yeah
2: yeah, it, yeah. That's, just rooms like that take takes years like just yeah. being real some people are, like, naturally able to pick it up within a couple times. Mm -hmm. Like, those that just have it in them to be the show. Mm -hmm. And that usually comes with Mike. But just on some DJ shit to, like, nail a big room, it takes a lot of attempts. And you can't just get the attempts. Like, the attempts you maybe get once or twice a year. And then as you get a little older, three or four times a year. Then as you get a little older, once a month. And then, you know, if you get lucky, you get it once a week. Mm -hmm. But... In that, in that idea of, like, trying to figure out what it is that you want to be as a DJ, you sort of look at that world. And, and I, I feel like I get both sides of it because I still am very much in that world. Yeah. But I also am in the other one just on some DJ shit. And it's just like, if you're the kind of DJ that's trying to play music that you like, you know you're not going to be able to do it in those clubs. yeah. And mm-hmm. it's always been like that. I mean, at least for the last 10, 15 years, whatever. At least since I've been a DJ. It's always been like, oh, I know I'm going to go get this money at the Open Format Club. What you do like as a DJ who has good taste in music is the ability to play a big room that has a big-ass crowd. Who the fuck doesn't want to do that? If you're a DJ, like you see a sea of people... And even if you're not even really that good or this has never been a realm you've played before, like your homie told you to play these three or four songs and you see the reaction you get from these three or four songs and that shit's like a drug, you know? Like you want to keep doing that because it feels so fucking good. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it might not be a viable solution for you as a human and as a DJ. So like you just, you, you think about those parties and you don't really, what you like about them is the ability to, to make people dance and go crazy with all the lights and the fucking, you know, confetti and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But there's also a chance that you could be doing that on a more local level where you might be getting more love and you Mm -hmm. might be getting better feedback and it might be a better long-term solution because, as we all know, the fucking bottle service shit is mad cutthroat. And like, if you don't have a local, something that builds you locally, unless you're super strong-willed or unless you're playing the game like, like like, someone that like DJ Conflict does that shit well. Mm-hmm. You can't survive, you know. You can't just like people leave their jobs and leave nightlife. Like the dude who's booking you now books something for cruises. You feel me? Like it's not people go and leave nightlife, and you're the only one that stays, along with like bottle waitresses and
0: bartenders and well, shit. It's just about adapting. But I, but I yeah. also I also think that social media has changed the whole. The, the whole game of everything is because, uh, you know, a personality, you having a personality kind of like, and you're a DJ with a personality. Yeah. You know, sure like helps. that goes a long way. It I, That surpasses uh, skills or anything. Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you know man. what I'm saying? So, like, a lot of Gosh. social media, like, personalities will start DJing and they'll create a following and they'll create a narrative or storytelling around how they love music yeah, but, and what what it's mm-hmm. all about. Yeah and that'll that'll to my point know, though
2: yeah. who's the first clubs that book those people
0: The uh, the big rooms and yeah. where
2: do they never play uh i don't know the little rooms so all the, the young motherfuckers that think those big motherfuckers are corny mm-hmm. they're like see this is what this world breeds right let me just live in this world got it where mm-hmm. like they can exist you know and, i mean not to not that to makes bring, sense not to bring like the craze and rock shit back but like branding is the most important shit in djing you know Mm -hmm. and like some people just don't have the ability to brand themselves in a way or to brand themselves in a way that bottle service clubs can eat up like i have a hard time with that shit. i have a hard time branding myself in a way that bottle service clubs can eat up like i can't do it like i'm lucky to be in miami where i have my place Mm -hmm. where i have my parties and whatever but like if you ask me I would have to change the way I present myself online to be steadily getting booked in Vegas and New York and L.A. And it's not like I haven't had the opportunities, but it just would require literally transforming how my Instagram looks and transforming how <laughs> I talk about shit and the places that I eat and the things that I do. And and I'm in a way, I'm not really willing to do those things. And it's like a, a constant battle that I have with my managers or whatever is like, bro, why didn't you post the club of you, you know, the bottles were coming out last night. And she's like, I I don't want to post that photo on my shit. And they're right. I'm 100% sure that there's a real correlation to that shit.
0: For sure. Mm -hmm.
2: But it's like, I don't want to be the dude that does that.
5: I kind of feel the same way, bro. So, but, but so like, when you think about it, wait, how do you feel? Like the same way he's saying, I don't want to post that shit. But it's like, you should post it. But you don't, I don't know, it doesn't appeal to me to post shit like that. Post shit like what? Like shit like places he's eating and shit like that, like showing the personality off.
2: No, no, no. What I'm saying is I don't want to post, I don't want to be eating at fucking Nobu or something. And I don't want to be like posting pictures of me with club owners and celebrities at the club because that's not who what I enjoy in my everyday life. There's a lot of people who feel like, who, who
0: have to, absolutely have to do that right. to get yeah. these gigs. <clears throat> My, my whole thing is the, the conversations I have with certain DJs. I just had uh, recently I had a conversation with an a amazing DJ opener and closer in New York. I'm not going to say his name, but mm-hmm. you know, I go on. He's an amazing DJ, he's insane. Like, you know, if I had the opportunity to get him work in Vegas or anywhere else, I would. Mm-hmm. But I told him, like, I can't get you work and I can't co sign you anywhere. Right. Because when, I, when they look at your Instagram, it's pictures of. Like buildings and cats and different shit, and it, I, there is no, there's like there's nothing online that tells anybody you, that, that a you're DJ? a DJ. You're a DJ, totally. Do you understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, and you have to do something to market yourself as a DJ. Yeah. So the conversations I have with Jamie are, you know, there's a certain amount of hours throughout the day we're all busy. You know, you have to dedicate a certain amount of hours to push. And market yourself as a dj and it can't just be i know we do the podcast we do a lot of work for the podcast Mm -hmm. he does a ton of work for the podcast but you still have to push yourself as a dj but that's up to you to create that narrative on what kind of dj you're going to market yourself as but you can't just say I don't feel like doing it. And I'm like, yo, I don't feel like doing that shit either. Like you, half of us oh, totally. don't need to do yeah. it, but we got to and do you it. You have to do, you it. Have yeah. to do but, it. But you got to pick what fits you. Like I'm not telling you what to, right, like, what right. to post. Well, you here's know? the thing.
2: Here's the thing, right? Like you, Crooked, are forever known as a DJ. If a young, mm-hmm. if a 20-year-old, if you meet a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old in Vegas, they're like, oh, yo, that's that DJ dude, Right. If you're 19 well, or 20. they'll
0: probably say that's the owner of New.
2: Like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Theor- theor- let's just, like, theoretically. I knew you were a DJ before. The- the theoretically, when you're already a DJ, yeah. like, that's what people know you it's as. Like, yeah, hey,
0: you're the owner of New. What happened? Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't see this shit anymore. It's not there anymore. I went to Swim out and the
5: shop wasn't there.
0: I'm like, nah, you know, I got a podcast now. You
5: know? <laughs> 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 I'm saying,
2: if you're 20 years old and you're just getting into this DJ shit. Like you have all these friends, and you're really into music, right? Yeah. You have all these friends that won't think it's whack if the older people do it because that's what they know them as. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, your homie is like posting pictures. Oh, I just got this gig. I'm posting pictures of me doing this at the club. Yeah. It's like a social thing too. Like you're like people around you might be like that. Shit's kind of whack. Or they'll be like, like "Yo, you're we, doing your shit." Like, maybe. That's dope. You for know sure. What I'm but there's there's a balance. It's like it's like. To bottle service clubs aren't. I think that's horrible.
0: You. I think that's horrible. To it to, is to care about what your like friends hating on you for you like posting shit yeah, you, like I'm being t- successful t- what, I, what you're I, doing. What I, what I'm Dude, trying to push you that's career. fucking horrible. What I'm bro. trying to tell you is, you know ha- that's horrible. Of
2: course, but you'll have that's, to, like,
0: that's not friends, bro. Like real friends would be like, like bro, haters, bro, you, man. Yeah, yeah that's like I'm trying. I'm trying.
2: I'm trying to explain to you that the younger the younger kids.
0: Like have no friends. <laughs>
2: no, they don't I mean, want no friends. I All mean, their I mean, friends. friends are there. Nah, they just have like no. They just think that shit is like so uninteresting and so whack that they wouldn't even understand why someone would. Want not to get not when that it's world.
0: one of their homies though. If it's one of their homies I mean, coming up, they, it, they will rise. It's for not even on hate. Yo. It's not
2: even hating. It's just like this is a world that people don't even understand that nah, people are getting into.
0: Nah, when one of your homies go, they, they, that that's something that doesn't change within generations. When your homie. That you grew up with is doing a thing, you ride for them, and you support that shit, and you roll with of it, Of course, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, of course, of course, but you know. it's just, yo, you almost have to, like, most, there are some people that are naturally those dudes that function in the club, and I'm not talking about you, because you, you got, you're in a way grandfathered in, like, you never really had to build your persona up from this thing to, you, people you've been around for a long time you've had your relationship yeah, i guess what he's trying to say is like you, you were here before social media you were mm-hmm. here before yeah, that exactly yeah. yeah so you haven't had to build a, a thing from the ground up. that's not true
0: i, I had to do it
2: you, of course you have yeah. everybody had to you're, you're talking
0: media. to the wrong guy because i'm like i've always said this i'm horrible horrible self-promotion guy but i'm actually really great at marketing do you understand does that make sense no 100 percent. i don't not. yeah so when I, what I choose to market of me as a DJ is very, it's not going to be of like my great moments. Oh, like, yo, I don't take pictures with celebrities. I don't do this because that's not who I am. Like, I don't want a feed full of me with like <laughs> different celebrities and me smiling and being like, you know, like. Not saying that's bad. That's not saying that's bad. That's just I, not me. I, I you know just, what I'm you saying? don't do that. I, what, I don't do that. I
2: guess what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say, though, is like, I don't, I don't think that that you have, because of your age naturally, you haven't to have only, like you've existed before this shit, right? So when you're a new person coming into the world that people don't really have, younger people don't really have that much interest in, yeah. and knowing that we know what it is that you have to do, even before social media, you had to go to shitty promoter dinners, and you had to go to like, you know, hang out with club owners, and Mm -hmm. you had to do all these things, to sort of get ahead in DJing unless you were a cold personality or some shit. Now you have to advertise it. Uh You can't just do it. You also have to post about it and advertise it and really live that life. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, you have to be a special kind of fucking person to like that shit. We can all lie about it, but you have to be a special fucking person to really enjoy that shit. So if you're not one of the very special people that thoroughly enjoys that shit, but still desires to make a living through this DJ shit that we do, yeah, it's a balance. It's a fucking hard balance because you know that you have to you have to be a certain way to be successful. But then you have to face yourself all the time and be like, is yeah. this the person I want to be? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. You feel you feel what I'm saying? I do understand what you're saying, but I I also think that everyone is marketable. Oh, but yeah, you I can, just think they don't realize how interesting they might actually be. So they follow a formula that doesn't fit them. Do yeah, you know but, what I'm but saying?
2: The reality is most of us are not interesting. No, I think
0: everyone's interesting. Mm. I disagree. I, I know you disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The reason why I say that is because, uh, and I mean, this is, this is like, you know, I wouldn't say this is 100%. I would say this is 98%. I could sit down in a, in a room full of strange, like DJs that I don't know. I would say five DJs that I don't know. I can sit in a room. In, in an hour or two, we will all kind of somewhat get along and have a conversation going. For sure. Yeah. Because every DJ has a but story. You, you know bro. what I mean?
2: I'm trying to tell you that that's because you're tight. No, Not no, because no, no. everybody else is. Well, no, no.
0: And I can literally... I've talked to DJs that I don't know who come up to me. They DM me like, yo, I don't know how to market. I don't know what to do. I, I don't, should I do DJ routines on Instagram? Should I do this? And I literally have a conversation, I ask them a few questions, and I figure it out. I'm like, yo, you do this, you know? Like, for example, I don't know, I, I talked to one kid, I forgot what he was talking about, but I was like, look, you don't like to do routines. I said, you know, what else do you like to do? Yeah, I like to do this, well, this, this, this. And like, in a span of like four questions, I was like, yo, why don't you try this? And they were like, oh shit, yeah, that's exactly yeah, kind of what I like you're, to
2: do. You're like, you're, you actually have a, a, a thought process and a logic because you have your own, you have yourself to go by. Hmm. But for a lot of people, they have nothing to go by but what they see is the only thing that works. And you're asking people to be introspective, which most people have a hard time doing, right? Especially in the delusional notion that you can be a successful DJ because the reality is it's hard to be a successful DJ. I mean, to make a living yeah. just DJing, only DJing, and make a comfortable one at that where you can. Where you cannot feel really bad about it later in life uh-huh. it's not easy so there's some level of delusion in that too the fact that you think you could be the one that that can survive and also when you have that mentality it's hard to kind of look at look at yourself honestly and t- and say like what are the key points that i should focus on to make myself marketable to these people who really just want who are really just looking to get the person that's going to give them the best bottom line at the end of the day. Right. Specifically when it comes to open format shit. That's why I think people are more comfortable in the non-open format world because they can be more themselves without, having their, with their, without there having to be pressure. If, if, I'm, if I'm Adrian and I'm 20 years old and I want to do, and I want to DJ, it's easier for me to tell 40 of my friends to come to my party where all I had to do was tell them to come and they're going to come. And then if the party's good, their friends are going to come. But there's no stress about any other reason why to come. Like you're only coming. <laughs> there's a because- lot of coming going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, pause, pause. pause. Like I'm saying. Pause all over this. Which is really the true benefit of throwing your own parties versus right. everything else is that you don't have to market it in any other way other than, yo, please come to my party.
1: <laughs> Again. <laughs> well,
2: so, does that does that kind of... But that's, that's how it's worked for me, I yeah, think. I mean, is that how Peach Fuzz kind of started? Yeah, because I think, I think <laughs> what happened was his bar closed, uh, Black Bar. And then there was a real. It was called Black Bar. It was called Bar Black or Black Bar. It was, it was called bar, bar. That's your friend, by the way. No, <laughs> no, no, bar, bar, Bur- no, no, no. Because put him on. Black Bar but No, no, no.
3: Because actually, it <laughs> <that> was a <laughs> the initial. It was just a black <laughs> black bar. Yeah.
2: So people like it was on some like print shit I thought you was saying like
0: only black people went to this bar. It was a black bar. Oh, yeah. it okay. so yeah, was a black bar.
2: The name was called the name. The name. It was
5: supposed to be called
3: Bar. It was just. A black bo- like bar. Oh, just okay. like a
5: block. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was on
3: some actually, like a minus. Sign. It was. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was him but and, and the really people cool, who opened actually. it That is kind of well, cool. I mean,
2: the people who opened it or the people who had this gallery called Oh Wow, which is which then became uh, Moran Bondaroff mm. and then became Moran Moran. But they also own like No Wave and all that stuff.
1: Mm, okay. So
2: they've already been in the in the fucking cool shit. So they they were they had a. a a demographic that would go to that bar
3: well they like threw me into the fire like yeah you know like yo run this bar bro i heard you do nightlife <laughs> i was run working at bar. an art gallery <laughs> yeah. i was working at their art gallery and they're like yo we're gonna open a bar initially it was supposed to be max fish oh yeah yeah so we did a pop-up for our basil with uh, with max fish mm-hmm. and things didn't work out with
4: you know um, by the way max fish is a a big bar, a, like a, a popular bar in New York back yeah, it's in the days. Still, still, still. They closed it and then they reopened it. Yeah, yeah, it's and, still, you know.
3: Yeah. So we were supposed to do uh, one in Miami, and what happened was that it didn't work out with them, and then. They're like, yo, we're just going to open our own shit. And then they're like, Raul, I was working at the gallery, you know, during the – there was like shit wasn't really popping, you know, at the gallery as far as like, you know, during the week shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We had orders for books and all that shit and, you know, so they're like, yo, we're going to open a bar. You should go run it. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. And, like, I mean, mind you, I never really even hung out
4: at bars. So you had no background? No Not bar. as far as bars. Yeah. Clubs,
3: yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so, because, you know, I, I worked under Bill Spector, Conrad, Angel, Mo, the smack team. Mm-hmm. Like, um, which is another story in itself. But um, I was working with them. So, you know, I knew about promotion, marketing, branding, all that shit. You know, I learned through them. Yeah. So they're like, yo, we're going to open this bar. Go run it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they're like, yo, go up to New York and work. I went to New York and worked at Max Fish under uh, Uli, the owner. Mm -hmm. You know, she would just give me the ropes like, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. I was there for two or three days. Then they sent me back. Then they sent me to Miami, set up for the pop-up for Basel. So we opened that up for Basel and killed it. Mm um so then they're like it didn't work out with the owner just you know we had differences and then they're like we're gonna open our own so they send me and I was like Raul you're gonna run it I'm like what (laughs) like I'm like um so I brought in this kid Javi who used to be the manager at the spot we took over Mm -hmm. and you know they brought me in and I brought him in and started you know we opened the spot and You know, it it became like a...
2: Yeah, it was like the hangout spot in Miami. Like everybody... It was.
3: It became like a Max Fish in Miami. And actually, that was the goal, you know? And so uh, the place opened like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then um, it closed. Yeah, but I mean, the first do-over outside of LA was Was there. there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like we had like legendary nights.
4: But from
2: from a local perspective, like I think Black Bar was also like anything cool, I think, that eventually came from Miami... Or had already was hanging and out still at Black still bar. to this day like yeah I mean Adrian so that was like the bar right yeah, yeah but basically like that was the fucking bar to hang out anybody that's cool in Miami that was at that age range that came out and went out to do like cool things that was their spot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that place closed and me and Raúl used to live together at the time and we were like fuck what like what, as friends as friends yeah right <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah, yeah, awkward. No, Go ahead, I'm, sorry. I'm liking it no i'm kidding uh so, so whatever so we figured out that we should throw a party and
3: i like, mean because you know the like uh, once the place closed we kind of had like a following and they're like what are we gonna right. do so now what are we going to yeah yes. right so so, f- so the place closed down in in like july it was the first week of july so you know i'm like i have no job now i'm like i have no job and we're like fuck what are we gonna do so, you know, Adrian's like, yo, we should just do our own party. Yeah and, yeah. and
2: honestly, to be real, when I, I remember like when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, cause I had just dropped out of college and I was looking at like my peers or not my peers, the people that were above me, like the Mauricio's and the IRE's and the Ross and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like, I don't know if I could be these dudes, like not, not on some like, can I DJ like them? I was just thinking, like, the shit they do, it just sounds exhausting. To play the game. It just sounds exhausting. And I was like, how can... You mean can the I? politics and everything, all Everything. Yeah, 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 everything. I was like, I don't know if I could do that, you know? I don't know if I have the personality to I mean, starting your own party is a lot of work, too, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's different because... You really don't have to answer to nobody mm-hmm. but yourself. And I mean you've had Moma on like I'm sure and you know Moma like yeah. he has his own party. You've had tons yeah. of people who have their own parties on.
0: A lot of a lot of dudes who created their own parties like you guys. Uh, like Moma in his case, you know, he couldn't get his people into the bougie clubs that he was DJing. Totally. So he had to create a market. Well, I mean, this sort know? of like, and honestly it was kind of was like the you guys. same yeah, shit. I was, yeah. was just
3: like, you know, the the the, the uh, like the shit on the beach was always popping you know the shit was on the beach yeah and downtown where the bar was at there was really not much you know so and then our friends were like you know they're not gonna dress up go to the beach you know and again it goes back to like the beach and miami you know it's like two different things so you know people don't like uh, even back then people are like oh, i don't want to go to the beach you know you got to dress up mm-hmm. drinks are 20 you know 30 dollars a drink you know mm-hmm. like at my bar the drinks were like you know five six bucks you know yeah, yeah. four dollar beers you know everything was pretty cheap so we had to like continue with you know the transition of the bar so we we waited like you know like two or three months you know i remember remember we sat down at morgan's when we came up with the name yeah yeah
2: i came up with that name. yeah he the came name up with the name. where did i come from from kmd i'm about to ask KMD you that, peach so. fuzz wow <laughs> but but yeah the, the, to me I I saw it as the only because vi- I wasn't getting booked and I remember being angsty, like I remember being an angsty young DJ, like why the fuck am I not getting booked, you know? Uh-huh. But I but you know I always also knew yeah, but I'm probably not ready to get booked anyway, you know. It was like a constant back and forth happening in my head, and then at one point I was like, this party I was doing on Sundays, Chocolate Sundays, it was it didn't feel like a dead end, but almost, you know, like. I, I was having a lot of fun, and I was I, I was doing a good job, but I feel like I needed to progress. So I, I decided to throw my own party. And I think that, to circle back around, I think that in, this, in the case where you don't want to play the politics and you don't want to have this, I, what you think is the only way, really, to get kind of like these, these gigs at the top 40 clubs, I think what you honestly have to do is always throw your own party. So, because yeah. from throwing my own party... That's how I finally got booked at places. Our party was so cracking. Yeah. Like, bro, like I mean, lines of like hundreds of people out the door in a venue. Yeah. Like some like there were some nights where there might have been more people outside than inside. Like we were the best party by far in Miami. Like it's not even close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, on some fun shit, you know? On what some mean? fun I'm, shit. On, not, not on like, right. yo,
3: we're making hundred thousand dollars a night. No, yeah, it was yeah, just well, yeah. on straight up fun. You know what and I mean? And we were
2: we were only the best because we were the first to do it. It's not like I'm some insane DJ that's, like, way better than other DJs in Miami. Like, there's tons of great DJs here. Yeah. But the idea, me, Press and Roll, how we came together, we were the first to do it. And and because of that gig, I ended up getting booked at some spot called Rec Room. And I was getting booked at Live. I, I remember a party Rec Room. At, yeah. 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 And I got a party at Wall for a long time. Dude, we got And a, then I started getting nice, booked at One Oak in New York and whatever. And it's not like I was fucking... You know, uh-huh. being top 40 DJ dude, I was just doing my own thing, and people were Well, that cooking. became
0: a part of your brand and your narrative, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I and, mean, and, like, so,
2: and so now I can get booked at these places, and you owe it all to Raul, too. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> Raul to Raul. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he let me come into his world, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The and black so. bar, <laughs> no.
3: Well, you know, the thing is, like, Adrian was good, like, I mean, at least from my perspective, I thought he was a good DJ. Yeah, it was just, you know, we just sort of. Like I didn't he didn't get better. What I'm saying is like I introduced him like, hey, you know, you know, we just like you're like a stepping stone. I was like a stepping stone to so yeah. success, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
2: yeah.
0: No, I was, no, I, I didn't really mean that, you, I was, you know. I know. It was no. like a synergy. Yeah, and it but, was at I mean, the right time at the right place. For sure. Yeah.
2: It's just yo, my, my my only thing is DJing the way our our idea of getting to the top, I don't think is is just that much relevant anymore. And now you have very a bunch of different paths mm-hmm. and Raul might not even know these people you might not even know these people I might not even know these people but it doesn't mean they're not on their way to the top you know they're just doing it in their own terms and I think as social media becomes more important I think that's even more relevant and we're we're sort of like we're we're, we're like our, our, uh, even though we have more access to shit than before we still are kind of like myopic and we're only thinking in terms of how we would do it or how clubs have done it before yeah but there's tons of shit going on. That is killing it. There's parties going on we've never even heard of that sell fifteen dollar tickets that get a thousand people to the door. Yeah. And right. those and those dudes and chicks and people are just fucking living sure. in their own realm and making maybe more money than we're ever making and mm-hmm. having their own shit. I just yep. think everything's expanded. I think bottle service DJing really really only allows you to express yourself so much. Yeah. And if you want to express yourself more, just leave. And it's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy. But if you are young, do it. Yeah. Because you're wasting your time if you don't. Unless you
0: really want to play the game. Because I do think that if you're young, that's the only way to do it. I think it's hard now for the young young people to do it because they're so devalued you know what I mean it's even I mean, better because li- yeah. literally anybody will give you a shot it's like you either I do this gig for $200 or I start my own shit you know it's so, like I be- I'm better off starting, starting your own, own shit, shit. Yeah. that's what I'm saying start your own shit for us it was a little harder it was like for sure. I don't know if I want to turn down this $1,200 $1,500 <laughs> totally. gig and start my own shit but you know and, and know even, even now like, for you $2,000 like, know.
2: yeah. for you it might not be as sweet as it was before but it's still pretty good like you're still getting bread you know so like you, you still have the option of getting bread some of these kids will never have the option of knowing what it's like to be booked at a club for 1500 bucks you feel me not as a top 40 dj like they're gonna do it as a person who's bringing their own party who's selling tickets at the door who's making a cut of the they'll make it
0: from the ticket sales and you feel uh, me bar percentages yeah that's
2: that's why i really think that that when it comes to djing like there's a lot of young kids that are down to do it but
0: they're just not they're just not i actually think that's a better way to come up because you start understanding the business earlier. earlier earlier and you start understanding what drives sales for sure how much the bar is doing for you know sure. and you start understanding it to the point where the kids that are doing it now and starting their own parties now in 15 years they could open their own bar because they would know how to run the shit you for know sure. they would know it from top to bottom from liquor sales to to uh door door sales to capacity to everything marketing and everything i think i mean sort
3: of like what happened to me in a way you know yeah because after peach i opened my own bar yeah you know, and I'm like already kind of knew at least on the marketing and branding side of things and the music, you know, like I was very selective, like what DJs I wanted to DJ at my bar, you know? Mm-hmm. Um It was like, you know, like I would have like Adrian DJ like at least once a month, twice a month, if he was available. But you know, again, yeah, it's like the branding, the music, that was sort of my side of the business at least. What's the name of your bar? Uh so It was Sidebar.
2: Sidebar. Yeah.
0: Well. It, it, and how, how long did Peach Fuzz, when did you guys start it? it we was started it in 2011.
2: eleven. Eleven, And then Grand Central, which was the spot we were doing it at, closed in 2014 or 15? 15. 15. And so then we, we started doing it monthly elsewhere. And we would always do it out of town. And it's still around. We're, we're about to start season again. So we're doing a format where it's like from November to March, from, sorry, from November to March Yeah. every Friday. So like 16, 17 Fridays. And uh, and then that's it. We're gonna do it from like a seasonal. Was before only monthly? Before originally it was every week. Oh shit! Sure. And oh, then right. oh yeah, it was, huh? Yeah. And then after that, after Grand Central closed, we all had mad shit going on. I was the hottest DJ in the world. No. okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like yeah. you know, I I had I got I was getting gig offers, and he had his already opened up his bar, and so we just thought we took a break. Actually, we decided to just debt it. Mm -hmm. and then we got some good opportunities and we're like you know what let's do it because people kept asking us for it
0: it's funny how like when you take something away from the people they want it the value goes up a little bit more right and you kind of almost need to you have to do it it's so weird because like you know growing up in retail and everything it's like you have to be consistent you have to always be consistent and you have to have you you have to be accessible to the people you have they have to be available you have to be available for them but there's also a value in, like, depriving people and that deprivation and taking it away from them. They start to miss it, and they, they that's when they that's really when they appreciate it. Yeah. Miss, yeah. That's when they're like, holy shit, like, this is gone. Like Yeah, I mean, that's I mean? why it's uh-huh,
2: yeah. all... I think all the successful parties are seasonal or are monthlies. Mm-hmm. And then all the successful clothing brands limit their shirts or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, are like, artists... Smaller EP, I don't know, whatever the fuck the equivalent is for music. Yeah, I'm just saying, like the <laughs> the notion of exclusivity or whatever, or less accessibility has always been more enticing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess that's a way. The, uh, for us, honestly, I would like to say it's because I want to be like more exclusive, but I just don't want to fucking do a weekly for a whole year. It's a lot of work, and yeah. and I think from November to March for us, that's perfect. It's also it's like season, season in, in Miami. Miami. Yeah. yeah, people are always here. And, and that's it like I'm not trying to fucking
0: November to March is like uh, it's arc season it's, it's basically
2: yeah. like May to August for you guys you feel summer, me yeah. Yeah. yeah for Vegas yeah.
0: yeah
3: even New York to a certain degree
2: yeah
0: so what I always love about you guys like I like you Mama. MoMA i even, you know, shot to Sean G and Drew Bird. Yeah, respect. You know, we're actually f- all
2: starting a new party together. That's awesome. I, yeah. I saw, a,
0: did, did you guys post the flyer I mean, yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. Saturday, right? It's yeah, coming. this Saturday. I'll in be in new, new York, so I'm definitely come come through. through. It's with uh Spencer oh, it's, Tracy, too. Or? Yeah, it's,
2: it's MoMA, Spencer, um Sean, Addy, and me. And we're doing uh, Silent Addy, right? Silent yeah.
0: Addy, yeah. And DEA? Yeah. Wait, who? Dizzer. Oh, that's oh, you. That's I'm sorry. Ha, ha, ha. All right, looks
2: like an E, bro. Yeah, we all started a party together because I think we all were just like, yo, we all do parties in our in our own cities. Yeah. So this is
5: like the Avengers coming That, that out. do <laughs> well.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like a, yeah, Super like Friends. the Avengers. <laughs> it's like dcc friends what right? do you yeah, what man. do you like old heads say it's like voltron nah yo it's really it's it i think i think i think for us it's a cool thing to do because i love it yeah it just allows us to go to each other's city like hang out with because we all like each other as people mm-hmm. we all hang out with each other all the time so it's cool to be able to just like do a
0: party together It's literally bike it's like bi-coastal outreach coming together yeah Yeah. Yeah. our plan is to
2: do it in 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 a few cities like have one in new york have one in la have one in dc have one in how did that
0: how did that plan get started
2: i want to take credit for it but it was actually not me at all it was totally i think spencer and moma Mm -hmm. who really took the initiative And I think Sean, Addy, and I were like, yeah, duh, this makes total sense. Right. But I could be wrong, honestly. But I want to say that I know, I think that Spencer took a lot of the initiative. But I think him and MoMA, because him and MoMA, I think Spencer is, is very organized. In a way that I'm really not, and also MoMA already ha- just like he thinks so far in advance. Yeah. In a way that I don't. Yeah. Except for Andrew, that's the well, only thing. Also, I really organization
3: think in wise, MoMA is like.
2: <coughs> yeah, he's got a team like him in Maine. He's a fucking like, dude. I gotta give those guys. Yeah. I mean, shout I, out to I, them. I, I, really I gotta say, it's, I think
3: it's the best party in the in the country. Everyday people. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, do you know one thing I've always noticed? Like, like when they did their party in Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next day they have a meeting. Recap, like I was like, yo, every time, like you know, they'll do the party on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. They're at Soul House meeting, talking about the party. They just do a great
0: job. MoMA has MoMA has a corporate background. Yeah, he he was he he did
2: the engineer thing for a while, so he knows what's
0: up for a long time. Yeah, yeah.
2: and I don't. I'm I'm a dropout. I never had a job, so like I don't, you know, I just (laughs) don't know. So I think it's it's cool though because just already in dealing with how we. Are coming together with the party, you can tell like, you can kind of tell what everybody's gonna bring. Yeah. And even though at the end of the day we're all just DJs, but we're all a little more than that, and we all have our little flavor to add. And I I, I think I hope that it'll be successful, but at least I know it'll be fun. You yeah. know. It's called Shell Corporation. Right? It's called Shell Corp. Yeah, Shell Corporation.
0: I was I heard in the grapevine that you got like a Peach Fuzz was kind of like. It kind of inspired, uh, so Super Sam's one four three party. I don't, I don't know. I I do know that sh- that that they're friends.
2: We've done the par- we've done parties together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't, I don't. Maybe we inspired a lot of parties because I I I do think, and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I do think we were one of the first to have like that aesthetic out. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then maybe other parties also, but I can't say that that we, you know. I just can't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I I fuck with her. She's great. Yeah. And, and Dem Jeans was a, involved with that party f- for a long time too, yeah. and that's like my guy. Yeah. And everybody there is cool. So I. We actually did a peach fuzz. Yeah, we've done a couple yeah, yeah. Of peach fuzz one for threes in L.A. or in Miami. And yo, they credit to them. They're, they yeah, like they they took it to a whole new level.
0: They're almost like an Asian version, right? Like yeah, a, like it just a,
2: started the party. in Silver Lake, <laughs> which is the funniest part. Right on the street from my house. They, <laughs> yo, they, they kill it, man. I, she has a true following. Yeah. That, that party has a true following. Mm-hmm. and I
0: still haven't been there. I got to see it. But from yeah. all the videos and from yo, everyone it's, tells really
2: me, fun. it's amazing. It's yeah. really fun. In yeah. the early
5: days, it was like the cool spot to be at because no one really knew about it unless you were cool with somebody that went there. So it was like the last Wednesday of the month. One four three, And it's on. it was on Sunset Boulevard, so it was easy to fucking get there. in the, Uber I, and shit.
2: the first time I played there was at some club. Los Globos? Yes. The Hood Globos. Globos.
3: <laughs> was that like the second incarnation of that party? Or no. Was that, that that's was, where it started.
5: That's where it started okay. from what I've known. Like in 2013. Are they still there? No, nah, they moved, it they from moved there. They moved to huh? a bigger venue, yeah. right? Yeah. Plus, that, that spot was like ran through like, that's from like the 80s, 70s disco era. Like the hardwood floors was like, Damn. yeah those clubs have a
0: smell like
2: you
5: ever go <laughs> yeah the it does bro. it smells crazy <laughs> i love yeah. that shit though yeah. man like
2: that you smell I'm so like, into it
5: i think like, it started like in the first level and then it went to, It went. it's because it's two levels so
2: i don't know purdy purdy lounge i mean it's nasty but back in the day you like you know miami was like one of the last places where you could smoke in this in you the spot at. you still
3: yeah. can you still can't smoke you no. still can smoke inside no you can't yeah you can at, and at purdy but it's 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 uh, it's
2: optional no i thought it was illegal now no what are you talking about you're saying that it's legal to smoke indoors yeah oh yeah because the deuce does it yeah i was there yo, last night fucked and up. <laughs> but yo this is laws that he makes yo Pur, yo Purdy. Yo, well the thing
3: is like Purdy's live gnarly bro live is inside a hotel so that's why they have like that's
2: true a lot of these places inside a hotel don't have it yeah but you a can. lot of places are just not doing it anymore because honestly it's the worst. it might take years off your life for real <laughs> Like I remember yo it
0: was bad. Like I remember
2: Purdy lounge dude, I used to I used to go home feeling like I don't I don't smoke cigarettes at all, but I, it felt like I smoked like a pack.
0: The worst is just smelling your clothes the next day. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's nice fucking worse. Awesome, yeah, but you know, that, I man. used to kind of I figured out a life hack. It's an annoying life hack, but if you stick half your body out the window when you're driving, <laughs> on the highway how the fuck are you driving ain't nobody in the road at four in the morning you know the smell goes this away why he, this is why he gets pulled over yeah. oh, shit. grandma's <laughs> car <laughs> but yeah I kinda, I kinda it's just a, it harkens back to old time and clubbing you know Yeah.
0: but it, I, I always thought it was dope when you guys all worked together like you 143 being bi-coastal and because just like think, looking out for each other you know yeah I
2: think it's the way to do it I, I don't I don't I think if it fits if it makes sense collaborate yeah, you know, especially on the party shit. Like, there's no reason to be any other way. About I remember One for Three was
5: a big fucking deal when it came out because it was just R and B hits and like two thousand shit. It's still yeah. a big deal though. It's no, big. but at that point. Of two of two thousand thirteen, yeah, with a mixture of EDM and hip hop, trap, and all this shit. And that's all you heard in the club. And then you go somewhere, and then I would
2: say they're bigger than ever.
5: Now yeah. they are, but when it happened, it was like a fucking like a meteor just fucking hit LA, and it was like, are oh, you going? You going last Wednesday of the month? Yeah.
0: But I remember that shit because
5: you couldn't hear. None of the shit they were playing. It was the first else. time
0: that was like, it was the first time there was an alternative to everything well, else. So, well, you know yeah, what's crazy? You know. It
2: was is cheap that and you don't have to dress up and shit like their that. Their party and our party, all we really did, honestly, all I really did was take my opening sets at a lot of these clubs mm-hmm. and extended. That y'all would play at and just do a whole night of it. Like a whole night of, you know jagged edge and and one twelve yeah next and, and just dig and, a little deeper and, next and Lil oh, kim and yeah, yeah and, and dig a little deeper and then play some some other stuff too yeah. i mean
3: eventually progressed into yeah, like you know playing like newer stuff well because,
2: because eventually but, it goes from early to late 90s to early 2000s to 2008 mm-hmm. and then to 2012 because people just generations keep moving you right know? and so you got to keep moving but the identity of the party just because the music is evolving doesn't mean the identity has to really go that far from what you originally were. You're always evolving, but the the goal in everything is always to stay true to your identity while evolving, expanding your identity without having to like compromise compromise it. You know. So
0: are there are there um, go ahead. Oh no. Ahead. Oh, are there West Coast records that that work out here in Miami? It's completely different. Like, I
2: mean, uh, what are West Coast records? Like Mustard Tiger. Beats, Tiger. Yeah, YG. those songs work.
0: I mean, y- I
2: think YG and Tiger are bigger over there than they are here, but they yeah. still
0: work. Like, you can't do, like, a YG set out here, can you? Like Do you know no. who Joe Moses is? The obvious Mo- one. Do you know no. who Joe no. Moses
1: is?
2: Yeah, that's, like, the guy he's. Oh, that's always featured in his songs, right?
1: Mostly. Or, like, yeah. RJ.
2: But I'm sure you RJ. can do a Mustard set out here, right? Yeah, the hits, for sure. Yeah,
0: but, like, Big Bank wasn't as... Big <laughs> Bank was
2: massive. It was a massive record. What about yeah. Taste. Taste was big for like a hot week.
0: Yeah, you know. I mean, that was just a cross. People were like, (laughs) "Yo, Tiger came back." No, but it was like it was hot for a week. Taste. I don't see Taste as like a West Coast record at all. No, no, I see it as like a like a literally this. Big Bank
2: was way bigger than Taste, at least on the clubs. Mm -hmm. But when Big Bank hit, like I don't know, Two Chains versus like everybody loves that shit. Yeah. It's I still play now a peak of the night and it's like still a big one. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, Tatiana was big, but that's big everywhere.
0: Yeah. I feel like Big Bang didn't hit in New York. It did No. I feel like it did. I feel like it didn't. Not at all. Yo, you know? maybe
2: because you're wack. No. <laughs> maybe.
0: And I wasn't even playing, but somehow. No, nah, but lying. you know what? You know what?
2: <laughs> there's just clubs. There's just songs like that that sometimes, like, yo, I remember, like, I remember telling somebody that DJ with me. Like, just the night before, I had played Té Bôté somewhere, Uh and it was fucking nuts. And then the next day, I'm like, yo, play that shit. Trust me, play that shit literally like nobody knew the song and i think sometimes you just accidentally catch the wrong crowd for the night or whatever Mm -hmm. but it still remains true like big bank is a big record i think but there, but you're but i get where you're going with this and yeah there's not west coast songs don't really hit like that over here there's some that do like the big ones but i yeah you can't really do a mustard set past like a a couple minutes are there
4: any regional records that hit out here
0: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it- what would be like a regional record maybe in the last year, 2018, to 2019? My- it's funny because like this, you know, at the end of the summer, we had like a live stream podcast and we mm-hmm. said, what was the song of the summer? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We had a couple of Miami dudes on Twitter that were like, yo, it's funny, like all the songs you guys named that were the top songs for the summer. We don't even play those records. Yeah. Or those aren't even the top songs nah. here in Miami. What, what you know were
3: they? I really—I mean, pay City Girls are that. from Miami, so yeah. That's oh, yeah. number one. My type, S-
0: my type
2: is huge. S- yeah. 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 This is what I'm saying. Like, I think the only songs that don't hit—I mean, it's been a while actually since I've been to West Coast, so I can't say. Yeah. But I have a feeling that maybe people play more like EDMy stuff over there still. That maybe they don't play here. I don't no, know. It's
0: like, like right well, now, LA. Like what's a big
2: song in LA right now?
0: LA is like. Major hip hop city. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like a hip hop. Like, well, what's like the biggest songs over there? <laughs> My type is. I mean, like one of the bigger songs that's really, really LA would be like intro on the mustard, intro, yeah. the yeah. first song J-T- on the mustard J-T- album, mm-hmm. or Roddy Rich. Oh, Roddy Rich is big here too. Yeah, yeah. Roddy Rich balling would yeah. be. That's yeah, that's big. Right? That yeah. intro mm-hmm. song, I don't think is big here. Yeah, but it's it's huge in LA. Like it just sounds mad. It just sounds
4: real Bay Area, so it hits. Right, right. But like
0: even like hyphy stuff doesn't. Doesn't hit anymore. Hit what doesn't hit Miami? Did it ever hit Miami? No. I mean,
3: like you know, back when they had that like high theme. Not even. It
0: was like the "You're a
2: Jerk" song (laughs) was big. Yeah. Like like, no, no, nobody. Yo, there was not (laughs) one time in my existence as a DJ in Miami that you could play a Mac Dre song really mm. like just nobody cares about that here because nobody so cares weird. about trick daddy in san francisco you know like it's just not It's is not like that yeah. like yeah. that's older shit but the newer shit eventually gets around like i think the hot shit in Miami now might not be big in LA now, but might be big in LA in a couple months, and vice versa. Eventually.
0: I want to well, I want to hear some records that were some that you would think that we wouldn't be playing on the West Coast or Vegas or Cali or even. I feel like maybe you guys. New York. I
2: feel like I feel like it's more the ethnic shit. It's, like yeah, I really yeah, yeah. don't think you guys are probably playing much Afro beats. Yeah, now. yeah. Even though here there are like some the, songs like that the are coffee big. would, it's it's yeah. a hard one to play yeah. in Vegas you know, for like. sure. Yeah. Even though that was like pretty big here for a, for a minute, you know. For me,
0: that's risky when I play coffee, like yeah. somewhat prime time. I'm like, oh, you're going for it. I'm going for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I get on the mic and I I go big air for that one. I'm just like, yeah, like, bah, 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 like I really try to sell it. Like that
3: that that snake song is pretty big here.
2: Oh, the new local Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty big over there too, though. Yeah. DJ Snake's like universal. You know his yeah. his he, he grew up on the same block as I did. Oh yeah. In Paris, but he's he's a, we're like we're outside, but he's older. What about the
0: new Diplo? Which one? The Que Kalorsha? Yeah, shit?
2: that's yeah. It's like getting there. It's getting there.
0: It's getting there. Yeah. It's kind of bubbling in Vegas, but it's not. It's gonna hit yet. though. People just hit recognize here. that sample. Yeah. yeah. But yeah.
2: It, it, I, when I play it, I think people are into it mm-hmm. because I just play it in that set of like dembo stuff that kind of yeah. like works, you know. But, but there's some there's certain
0: joints like... Um, like uh, Scooby-Doo Pop-Pop, right? Yeah. That's just DJ popping Cass, out DJ here, DJ right? Drag. Yeah, that's big here.
5: Yeah, huge. That's them both, too.
3: And
0: then even like... Uh, yep. j- shit, what's that Bile Funk record that's huge? That has like a sped up mihente song? Boom Boom
2: Tam Tam or whatever?
1: Ah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That song's not really that big here, though. It's, it's not? not? No. The big one is like... the b- Obviously, Boom Boom Tam Tam was big everywhere. Mm-hmm. But... Um, what MC Bin Laden is pretty big. You guys know about that dude? No. MC Bin Laden. <laughs> He's like massive, Baile Funk dude. So like all the young Brazilians are really into MC Bin Laden. MC um, Bin Laden that sounds crazy. Yeah. He's fucking tight. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around for a long time. Like a lot of like, what's like a what's what's the popping record from MC Bin Laden? Do you have it? Uh, tá tranquilo i forget how it goes yeah that one yeah uh, so the, these are like the new age dudes you know? this shit's old though it's it's not new sounds good
1: yeah it's just kind of
2: it's, it's like a crazy the beat song. hasn't even dropped it hasn't even I, I, dropped I like it. where it's going though yeah <laughs> it's pretty intense
1: uh,
5: this came out 2016
2: january which song is that uh, that's, uh, that's like un- three un- or uh, four uh, years old uh, That was like his baby uh, 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 uh,
5: like
2: uh,
0: uh, When uh, does this uh, shit drop uh, yo uh, Just uh, wait for, uh, it, uh, for it bud You drop it from the one just like this it, Yeah at the top MC Bin Laden Yeah he's tight Why are they saying MC and all this shit Because they're MC's
2: but why are they bring the MC back? They've always been like that in, in Brazil. Really? All those all those Bilead funk dudes are MC something. Like the, it's dope. the Rap Das Arma, the one that's
1: like Does it still bah- stand for ba- Master of
2: That guy's like MC Sidinho or some shit. they they all have does it still what? Is it still mean master of ceremonies to them? <laughs> for for sure over there. They're like master of
0: ceremony <laughs> Bin Laden. I'm here. That's crazy. <laughs> I wanna know if they they that term means something different, M C to them. No, I just
2: think it means like, ma- like actually, Mike, master of ceremony guy, like rapper guy. Wow. Yeah. Just yeah. The guy with the I really don't think it means anything different because they've been doing it. the The Violet Funk sound is very similar to the to the to the Miami bass. Yeah, sound. I mean, it's a derivative so, of that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually just the like it's same 808s and shit. Actually, uh,
0: do you wanna do you wanna go into the group chat and get that Drake one that we just? That I just sent you guys. That one's like that one's interesting because it's kind of like the,
2: it's like the 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 it's a modern baile funk song, but it's also you can clearly tell like it's not like it's a baile funk song that's not really meant for the club, which is much like a lot of Drake songs, which is like not really meant for the club but ends up being a hit. Mm-hmm. Like that's
0: probably what this is. You know, this song's like massive. It's impressive. so crazy because I was talking with moma about this. I sent him a copy of this. He's like. This sounds like every bailey Funk pop song out I there. It's true. true, but the, the even the bailey Funk has kind of just changed, you first know. First changed, you know like, but the way the drums come in is so abrasive yeah. and abrupt. Oh, all they're all like that. It's all like that.
2: There's another one called Oh Novinia, yeah, that's like a big one that has the, the same. Shit. It's like the vocals are first and then bam, drum hit. It just comes out of nowhere. Just yeah. like, yeah, Baile Funk is like amazing, it's like one of the best genres out there, you know i think so if you're if you're looking for like something different to like dance to they have there's like structure you know but it's kind of cool like you can, get, you can get crazy with it there's even a there's a more sped up version of bailey funk i forget the name of it but it's like motherfuckers playing shit like this at 160 bpm and it's like really intense you hear this drum though it's just <laughs>
1: It's
0: pretty crazy. It's not officially out though, right? The song? I think it's Yeah, he posted it on his Instagram and shit. Oh shit.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I fuck with Bile Funk. So please don't kill me. No. (laughs) At
5: Dizza (laughs) 3000. Yeah. Why 3000, by the way? uh like we kept 3000?
2: we kept making jokes when we used to we used to always like like
3: you know yeah, it, it was, was like, like dr
2: dizza dizza 3000 um just really dumb we would change my name on the flyer every week so it was never one thing and then i i just i needed an instagram and dizza was taken obviously
1: yeah, know, I, had, I actually
2: had a beef with some dude called Love dizza it. really i did a mixtape for mad decent in 2013. And um, some Russian dude called Diza, which makes like, like he makes like lofi kind of music, like beats. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But he he like got super upset that I that Mad Decent had put my shit out, my mixtape out, because I guess he was trying to get on there. They had like a a, a side label. I forget the name of Where's it. He the from? Jeffries or something. Um, Russia. Oh, Russia. So he sent like a there was like a, a army of like trolls. 50 i got like 70 comments on my on my soundcloud thing i was like you're not the real dizza blah 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 blah. and then he like he hit me up on twitter and i was just like yo man he's like i've been Dizza since 2011 i'm like oh cool well here's a flyer me djing in like 2009 i don't know what to tell you like you're in russia i'm in america (laughs) like whatever you know (laughs) but he took up he took up a lot of the dizza instagram things and then some I think I don't know that that's pretty much it. So I had to come up with a name for Instagram, and I just picked one off the flyer, and that's really it. That, there's no like specific. I'm not like a huge Andre 3000 fan or anything. Like even though he's cool, whatever. Or like Tron or whatever. You know mm-hmm. whatever. You've uh you you worked with Diplo or do you work with him or like? Nah, no. I mean he's my friend. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not like a music guy.
0: You've um, just been featured
2: I, I just like, yeah, I just, I make mixes. Sometimes they put them on there. Yeah, um, yeah. I've played parties with him. He's played Peach Fuzz a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, Walshy Fire has played Peach Fuzz a ton of times. Uh, Jillian Air, who was in Major Laser, also played Peach Fuzz a ton of times. And now Adrums, who's in Major Laser, has played Peach Fuzz too. Wow. So it's like a, we, we all know each other. He used to come, he comes to Miami a lot. Yeah. He's good friends well, with my manager, di- from Broward. Yeah, he's he's from Florida. So he knows my manager, Jake, well. They're, like, really, really close friends. And we've just, like, kind of, over the years, become cool. But it, I I wouldn't, no, nah, w- I'm never, like, I, I've been in, in sessions of theirs before. It's cool to see the creative process. Like, I've contributed very, very small. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: No. But, it, <laughs> but you have your own, uh, like, label, right? That you started had, in 2015? I had one for a while. Yeah. I, had, I
2: did. We I, I started with my with a partner at
0: the time. What was it? Rearview Records? Yeah, it was called Rearview.
2: We put out a couple of songs. One of them actually, like, did okay. Yeah. But never anything crazy. But I it, it was actually... What were y'all putting out? Like, house? Our whole thing was Miami shit. So we had a band from Miami that was good. We had a couple DJs that were putting out, like, dance music. Mm-hmm. Uh my boy Tondo from New York, who's a DJ out there too, he was putting out some songs. Um, but it was it was I we were well intentioned, but I like a lot of things in life, it was a learning experience and I don't think A, you realize how much work some things need. <laughs> and then B, like I don't I don't think you you know, sometimes like just because you're close friends with somebody doesn't mean that y'all will work good in a partnership and yeah. it didn't affect our friendship at all like whatever it's just me sometimes you know like you're you go to you, like you start something with your homie and both of you are kind of passive so like nothing gets shit done like no yeah. nothing gets done you know no yeah, shit yeah, gets yeah. done that's kind of what it was you know we were a little passive i was making too much money djing to be honest <laughs> so like it was just like whatever the, the 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 brand was a better initiative i think for me
0: andrew yeah yeah i mean uh we, I mean, I rock that shit all the time. and yeah, uh, thank you. I don't know if I'm your core demographic. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. I might actually I don't, I don't, devalue yeah. the world. Yeah. 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 I feel, no, old, I feel the same way, too, <laughs> to <my laughs> man, You guys are good. You guys are good. You get a pass. Uh, what you, oh, thanks, <laughs> thank, thank you for the pass. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, is there anything else we want to touch on or pause? You know what I'm right. saying? That's, That's right. it. Nah? Yeah. Hey, yo, Raul, Dizza, thank you so much for coming on the Road Podcast. Miami Miami District. Thank you for having
2: me. Yeah, I listen yeah. to it all the time. Really? you guys. Really, That's a good it, job. Man. I do, I do. I mean, I tend to listen to it more when it's people I know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I listen to people I don't know. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool.
0: Okay. I appreciate it. Appreciate so, it. Raul, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate we're, it, Raul. We're going to have an, yeah. another one with you on as well. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Yeah. So catch
5: this video alongside every video we drop every Friday. Uh, YouTube.com slash road podcast. Comment, like, subscribe. And hit the notification bell to be the first one
0: to see this. And and shout to DJ City man. This is Miami edition of Road Podcast. We out five. Peace. Peace.
1: Peace.